I am not Pease Delores. This is Iggy Magnets, your host, first-time host of Calling the Audible. Welcome, everyone. Uh, I am joined here by Brent Botkin. No sound effect for Brent, but... Uh, your camera's there, by the way. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm like I love looking, he's at looking at me, <laughs> like for like positive reassurement and everything. Oh, I like, I, I, you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> doing okay. <laughs> I'm joined by Brent Bodkin, the other voice that uh, you don't see. That is uh, Eagle at Master Control. Eagle, no sound effect for you. Don't no. you have one? I mean, I I have it. Yeah. There. I. There you go. You're way too happy to be hosting. I don't know if you're like you're trying to like compensate for Maybe. the fact that you're nervous, or if you just really like hosting. Both. I think yeah. it's a little bit of both. Both things can be true. You know. Yeah, so I'm replacing uh, Pease Delores today. Uh, like Technically, I'm, you're replacing Mo. Oh, that's true. I am replacing Mo. Brent, <laughs> hello. Say welcome. Welcome to the viewers here. Uh, introduce yourself. I, I was going to say I was a better looking version of Mo, but I, I guess in this case, I'm, I'm the much better <laughs> version of Pease, much better looking version of Pease. And you know what? I'll take Pease and Mo. The better looking version of Pease and Mo. Combine them together. Right, right, right. So, Mo, uh, <laughs> I was about to call you Mo. Brent. It's been a while since you've been on the show. Uh, I made a few appearances uh, last season. Uh, it's been we were talking off air. It's been a few years since you made an appearance on Calling the Audible. Uh, give give the folks an int- a basic introduction of yourself. Who are you? What the hell are you doing here? Why are you uh, the uh, the analyst here on uh, Calling the Audible today? All right. Well, I mean, uh, for the I, I've been in FPF for a long time, so yeah. a lot of you guys at least know my face, and some of you guys might know my voice. Uh, I write for Division A, Division B. Uh, I'm currently playing in Division C with my team, the Commission. Uh, I think it's been about, at least in person, since I've been in the garage. I think it's been about four, maybe five years. Yeah, yeah it's been Last a while. Time. Yeah, it's been a while. It's yeah, been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Eagle. You also have two oh. championships under your name, Ooh. double the amount that Iggy that has, is true. and that an is infinite true. number more number more than I have. So yeah. congratulations <laughs> on that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Eagle, let's uh, start us off here with some. Uh, uh, some of the news and notes of uh, of FPF here. What do we want to tell the folks? So nothing super fancy this week. Um, for anyone who happened to have missed Picture Week, sucks to be you. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, if you are missing your team picture for whatever reason, um, let us know. We can have a scorekeeper or someone come yeah. in and take it. If you're missing individual photos because you weren't there for week two, um, also feel free to reach out to us and we can figure out what to do to make sure you have a profile. I mean, obviously, if you're going to add people to your roster from this point onwards, photographer isn't available, so they'll either be blank or we can update it um, eventually, I guess is the word. So just reach out to us and we can get that figured out. So that's one. Uh, number two, a reminder, we are now going into week three other than the Thursday games, because weeks are weird. Uh, But for anyone in week three, any of the roster jersey rules are going to be enforced. What that means, you need to have a matching color jersey with the rest of your team that has a number on the back that is not taped or markered and is unique for your team, other than like exceptional emergency circumstances, because, okay, fine. Uh, But if you don't have a jersey that I just described, you will not receive a game played, which will not count towards your playoff eligibility, nor will your stats and performance show up on the website box score or against your profile, which means that if you're trying to impress your significant other, family, friends, or people on the internet, 
one less thing to keep track of. Unless you had a really bad game, in which case maybe it makes sense. Yeah, but most people I, I, I score kept yesterday at Loyola Outdoors, and especially the new teams, it's all about the stats. It's all, you know, they gain like a 35-yard at the end of the half, and they're like five yards short of the end zone. They're like, okay, but I wonder, I wonder how, how many yards was that? I'm like, yeah, 35, you're five away from the end zone. So, yeah, a lot of people uh, want those stats. So to make sure you get those stats, make sure you have your numbers on your jerseys, um, like uh, like Eagle said, by week two, the uh, the, sc- the scorekeepers are really enforcing uh, that rule. And last thing to talk about right now, um, for teams who may not know this, and I believe we showed it, so I'm going to do it one more time just to be sure. Um, if we're on the website and we go under the resources tab, there's an area for both roster verification and roster submit. First, let's start with the roster verification one. This is where you can check to see if your team is currently cap compliant. Um, so let's say you know what your roster is going to be for your game. So let's say we have Ignacio, who is going to be my quarterback. God forbid. We have Brent Bodkin, <laughs> who is going to be on my team. We have myself. Uh, let's. I'm just going to add random people here. Uh, I think Mo has a profile, which will be fun. So as I'm adding players, you're picking between whether their offensive rating or their quarterback rating will kick in. Um, the one who will be quarterback you pick could be. Everyone else you pick receiver. Um, and then based off of whoever you're going to select, it's going to compute uh, whether your team is cap compliant or not for whatever division you're going to be in. As I select people, it'll always pick the top six. So anyone who is less than the top six will be shown in red here, which is super nice. And it'll also tell you what your totals actually are. So the roster I just built would be a Division C roster because we are three points over the Division D cap. Also, keep in mind, we're not actually validating the quarterback cap. So Iggy, even though I picked you and you'd be good for Division E, let's say I pick someone else. You would have to check this yourself to make sure you're eligible. Last thing, co-ed one and Division B you have a flex cap available. This also doesn't take that into account. So remember, for every 0.2 quarterback rating points over the quarterback cap, you lose one point of roster space. We'll talk a little bit about that later on in the show. But basically, this is your way of making sure that when you show up to the field that you're not going to go ahead and throw away a game because you can't do math. We do the math for you. If ever there's a problem and you need to fit someone, Here's where you can click to send us a team rating or an individual rating request. This is very bright as it loads. Uh, but basically, fill in this form. This goes into our rating committee staff, uh, and they'll uh, give you an explanation as to why whoever you're asking for needs to be refused to change or what the change is going to be. You can do this for an individual or for a whole team roster, and you can upload a picture, for example, of that ro- verification so we can adjust the correct person. So that's the verification yeah. and the rating request tool. U- useful, especially when you when you have subs. You have someone missing, exactly. and you, you're asking the FPF community, "Hey, can you sub for me?" Check their check their rating. Use the uh, verification tool. And last thing is going to be on the roster submit. So this is for captains when you're going into a game to pre-submit the roster for your game. So you fill in the date of your game uh, based on whenever it's going to be. Let's say we're playing on uh, the 19th. And then you would type the name of your team. Imagine we're Iggy and the Brits. I think that's a cute name. Uh, then you pick whatever division you're in. You pick whatever field you're playing at. And then you type in the jersey numbers, first name, last name. So, for example, uh, 14 Eags. Iggy, what number are you were? 13, usually. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And Brent, what are you? 51. 51. There we go. Oh, I should know that. 
Um, and then after you do that, fill in your roster, hit next, and that'll submit it. Well, there's a submit button. That sends the roster over to the scorekeeper. It makes your yeah. life a lot easier and technically allows you to start a game because if the scorekeeper doesn't have your roster, by the time your game starts, you're technically not ready for that game and theoretically six points should go your opponent's way. It's very rarely enforced to that level, but it's happened. So I would not yeah. take that chance because officially that is the rule. Yeah, so, no. yeah, go, go for it. I was going to say, yeah. you know what, so don't be like me, because, again, th this is my first year coming back to play an FPF since 2020. So I was used to writing it down on a piece of paper, sometimes an envelope. I had a game last Monday in Papineau, huge traffic jam, so on and so forth. I got to the field, and I did it literally five minutes before kickoff, so to speak. And the scorekeeper had it, but he didn't have his phone with him, so so on and so forth. Get it done as early as possible. Yeah. Whether you're at work, you're at home, That's at least it. an hour before the game. Get it done online. It's easy as peace. Just demonstrate it. Just get it done. So it's out of the way. You don't have to worry about it. Also very important, if ever there's a issue where a scorekeeper forgot to put a player on the roster because they missed it, they didn't check in, etc. <clears throat> well, this actually has a history in terms of, well, I submitted my roster with him on it. The scorekeeper screwed up. Versus it's going to be a he said, she said conversation where, well, no, I didn't get it. Or we walked up to me. We had to do it on the field, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Um, this gives a paper trail for all those requests that are going in for the roster. So it allows you to justify if ever there's a mistake on that roster sheet of what's actually going on. Yeah, exactly. And, and then just to wrap it up here for the uh, last bit of introductions. Uh, so, yes, technically by the ru by rule, uh, six points could be awarded to the other team. Uh, what was being done, or at least applied yesterday, was a five-minute, uh, a five-yard delay of game penalty uh, for the teams that did not submit the roster, and the game was already uh, starting at 8:02 instead of 8 o'clock. Uh, teams were being penalized by for a delay of game. And you know what, Pease? Can you go back to that previous screen there where we had the roster verification? Pease yeah. is uh, is the producer for today. Sorry, my bad. I apologize. My apologies. <laughs> okay, so. I, I've played tackle football with Mo, and I, I've played flag football. I, I was on the first uh, Montreal's finest team, and how was Mo? Seventy-seven point eight on offense. I love you, Mo, but really, seventy-seven point eight. Really? Well, he's also a fifty-six point one as a quarterback, <laughs> which yeah, is probably that's way more too correct. High. It should be like a thirty-five. I mean, I know that's like a like a bare minimum, but my God, like yeah, the offensive rating. I, I, yeah. I, I, but I, I've known. I have. I never saw Mo play, but I understood oh. that he was like one of the top rushers in in his day, right? In his heyday. He was one of the uh, no no look he was a decent wrestler and wrestler used tall and right long. that was the thing and I'm not gonna shit talk Mo because obviously <laughs> I wasn't around when he was like right. at his prime but my understanding was his advantage was because he was tall he would effectively defend the middle of the field right. which allowed the defense to basically play high low right. with floaters playing overloading whatever side they wanted so that was his strength not because he was good at getting sacks i'm just surprised that the <laughs> offensive rating <laughs> i got it but i'm just surprised the like brent like you i'm That's surprised the offensive rating is like 11 points higher than the defensive but, one. Eagle, I'm, I'm speaking to your point 100 percent. like he would put his arms up in the air mo i'm, I'm a short guy mo i think is what six three let's say maybe yeah, six four, six, four. Yeah, he has a long reach right so yeah, he yeah, gives yeah. him maybe a six nine six ten reach quarterbacks would have trouble throwing it over him so they have to side armor or, or run yeah. to the side to, to throw it around him and yeah. i mean that defensive rating you know what I'll, I'll give him credit the defensive rating i think is a little bit low but that offensive rating he's almost an 80 that's the man that's, had no hands no speed <laughs> yeah. in tackle in yeah. flight we got it we got it we got to put that to the test but uh but first we're going to put to the test our knowledge of the women's uh division as we uh, as we uh, started off here, calling the audible uh, with again Iggy Magnets, Brent Bodkin, and Eagle. Because many people have not seen this. 
the all that that's that's <laughs> exactly that's why the rating is 77 right there because of that picture right there <laughs> it's uh, uh, Mo, of course, uh, broadcasting uh, tonight uh, with the Montreal Alliance. Uh, so uh, congrats, uh, congrats to Mo on that again. Uh, but yeah, swinging over to uh, to the women's division, um, Villa Team Villa had their first game of uh, of their FPF careers. Yep. Uh, you know, it, we're not going to get too sidetracked with this, but uh, that first game is always a memorable one. Uh, I don't know about you, Brent, but I definitely remember my first game. So for them to go out. Uh, Uh, as we see on the on the scoreboard here, uh, really taking it to Red Nation. Red Nation, one of the finalists uh, in last year's uh, women's uh, division or tier two uh, conference. Yep. They made it to the finals. They put it, they lay a whooping on uh, on Red Nation. I believe five or six interceptions, uh, no touchdowns allowed against on the defense. They're the uh, the only touchdown by Red Nation was actually a pick six. So the uh, the stifling defense of Villa show, showed up uh, on Monday. I, I believe it was Monday night uh, at Stade Papineau. Yeah, I had a chance actually to to talk to. I, I guess I, I could call him. The, he's the head coach, Gino DeFazio. Right, right. I was actually we had a little practice on Saturday afternoon, and he told me he was going to have a practice after with. With his team Villa, and yeah. I, I can tell you firsthand, he has he had them well prepared, yeah. and you can see by the scoreboard. I mean, uh, four touchdowns for 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 La Point, and she did a good job of as Gino does, spreading the ball around to multiple receivers and yeah, offense. That's what mean, I noticed. Yeah, you you have some quarterbacks who throw to one or two receivers, and maybe they'll give a, a toss here or there to whoever else. But she did a good job of of keeping everybody involved, which is key, and especially yeah. when you have a young team like that. Some players playing their first ever game, like you're talking about, you have to keep everybody in, in, involved and motivated. Yeah, exactly. Keep them involved. Keep the, their head in the game. Yeah. Maybe sometimes you know they're they're a little lost out there. So to stay focused, get the ball in their hands, and that's that's exactly what I saw too. I, I saw a nice distribution, a nice balance. Uh, but really, like the I, I'd say what really stuck out to me the six interceptions. That's a that's a really strong defense against yeah. a. A, a pretty veteran team in, in Red Nation. They're, you know, they have Vanier experience playing flag football. They played last year in FPF. This is a bit of a demoralizing loss for them, I, I'd say, for Red Nation. Like, they're coming in, you know, finalists, and like I said, in women's t uh, tier two, and, you know, coming up against a new team. They're like, okay, we, we, we got this. And they put up, you know, six points only, like, like I said, off of, uh, off of pick six. Uh, what, do you, what do you think Red Nation's uh, season uh, will look like moving forward? I mean, one half of you just wants to say, okay, it's one game, right? Yeah. And it is one game. It, 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 it's a horrible start to the season, but it is one game. Maybe you have the, uh, the FPF uh, finals or Super Bowl hangover, if you will, from, from sure, losing the sure. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you always want to put up more than six points. Let, let's call it how it is, right? Sure. FPF is an offense. Football in general is an offensive game, but this yeah. league in particular is an offensive league. So you want to put up more points than that. Uh, just it's you have to shake it off though, right? It, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. They have to go back to the drawing board, and yeah. again, it is only one loss. This is not a it's not a playoff game. It's game one uh, of many, so they just have to shake it off, learn from what happened. Obviously, yeah. look at the struggles they had on offense, and just try to regroup going forward. Yeah. So up next, they have strangers, and I think uh, so. This year's strangers is not the same strangers as last year in the winter. Uh, this uh, edition of strangers uh, is a free agent team. They're very new to uh, to FPF, um, so I think this is a good bounce back game for Red Nation uh, to go in and have a little more success than they did in uh, in game number one. But speaking of strangers, um, they got their uh, butts handed to them in week <laughs> one uh, to against uh, Les Petites Miettes. 
I believe a scoreline of like 57 to 6. Uh, yeah, Laurie Willette, one of the girls on, on the Strangers team, is also playing with me in co-ed uh, with Kiss My End Zone. And she said, you know, she's like, uh, uh, I'm a real competitor, and I, I absolutely hated, uh, you know, that, that game. It felt absolutely horrible getting demolished like that. Like, so we came in into week two. They had a chance to redeem themselves against Le Petit Miette again, mm -hmm. and they actually come away with a victory, a one-point victory, 20-19 to 19, over Le Petit Miette. Well, that's it. I mean, listen, you lose by 51 in week one. It, it doesn't get much worse than that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it is what it is. You, you have to regroup, and they, they did that. Look, the, the defense only gave up 19 points, right? It's, it's a win by one, not yeah. a win by 51, but a win's a win no matter how you get it, right? And exactly. I, I like, the, I like the, the, the attitude that you're telling me that the player who you're playing in co-ed yeah. has of losing. Like, I, I, I can ask you guys right now. Like, for me personally, I hate losing. I hate what, it. Whether <laughs> it's flag football, chess, anything, I hate losing. Yeah. Especially in football, it, it kind of kills a part of me inside. I, I don't know how, how, how you feel yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggie, oh, it ruins my week. Like, for yeah, the week, 100%. I feel like shit. Like, 100%. I, uh, and then when you, when you win, it's like you're the most elated. And if it's a double victory, too, there's a lot of doubleheaders. That's the best feeling in the world. I'm going gonna, gonna to point something out only because it's very obvious for anyone paying attention. Currently, interceptions aren't counting as attempts for quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. We're working on getting that fixed on the app. Uh, seems like it's not adding them up. And we're going to manually fix any games until we get the bug addressed. So anything previous to that so if stats look a little weird right now like for example going five for seven with four interceptions mathematically <laughs> impossible because it's, it's actually five for 11 and uh so we're gonna get that updated yeah. so if, if you see very strange stats um that is the reason why my favorite so far is zero for zero with two ints <laughs> yeah. that's how we noticed something's wrong yeah that was week one wasn't it yeah yeah that, that was kind of funny we that got pointed out to us and immediately uh, eagle went on the hunt there um but for for strangers, um, I think they got a little lucky though uh, in terms of the lineup for Lipsimiet. Uh, in week one, uh, Lipsimiet had, uh, I believe her name is Morgan uh, Cosimano uh, Valois. Exactly, she had. Uh, she's the one who put up the five or six TDs yeah. against strangers. Yeah, she was there. She was present, um, but was uh, was a DNP, so she wasn't uh, uh, suited up to play, uh, and 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 that. Uh, made the game a lot more competitive uh, as the scoreline suggested uh, but but definitely hey give props to strangers like I, like you like you like you were saying Brent they got, they got really that's a demoralizing loss but they they played through uh, through the thick and thin of this game and uh, and coming out victorious one point victory like you said a victory is a victory is, is a victory so uh, so good for strangers and, and I think now for the strangers the biggest test is going to be which strangers team is going to show up because I believe yeah. they're playing uh, their villa I think yeah, it was, uh, yeah. A, a, uh, sorry, Red Nation. So, yeah, Red Nation. So, it's going to be the team that we saw in week one. Yeah. But the Strangers or the team that we saw in week two. So, that's going to be the biggest key, I think, going forward this week for them. Yeah. yeah. So, so last last uh, thoughts here on the women's division. Brent, uh, we, you know, uh, Eagle, Pease, myself, and Mo, we've we've had a chance, kind of what Pease always says on a weekly basis of mansplaining uh, with Pease and Mo about, <laughs> about the women's division. Um I just wanted your thoughts on the women's division. Not necessarily this year's. You can talk about this year's women's division. Uh, but the idea and the ideology of, you know, bringing a women's division to FPF. What do you think uh, the long-term goals are? What's, what, are your, what are your overall thoughts? I mean, I think it's amazing. I mean, football in general, like, even sports, you could say, right? Sports brings everybody together. Yeah. And I think football in particular, like having a, a women's only division, I think is amazing just because, 
football is a game that's growing, not yeah. just in this province, but obviously in the country in and of itself. Yeah. And to, to have an extra division, to have a place for, for, for young girls to just come out, even older girls come out and play a game that they love, I, I think it's great. I remember I, I've been in this league for a long time, and I remember when talk of a women's or even a co-ed team was like, ah, maybe down the road we'll see what happens. Yeah. And it wasn't for a lack of trying. It was just finding a number of, uh, of ladies or girls that wanted to come out and play. And as we see each year with co-ed and that, it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And I think it's phenomenal. And you, you have to tip your tip your hat, obviously, to, to FPF and to Rob, first and foremost, for, for getting that together. Because, I mean, it's it's a phenomenon, the sport of football that's growing, and it, it's yeah. great that we're jumping on board. Yeah, especially the, the flag football game. Yeah. And like like we're seeing with yeah. Villa, like it's starting at a younger and younger, younger age in high school. Uh, we had Last year we had the Volts, the Bouget uh, Volts. They were amazing. Like I saw them, I, I was totally not expecting that. I was scorekeeping week one. They were my first, you know, women's division, first game of the night, and I'm like, whoa, they, they, they took me aback by like how serious they took it. They look like very military base out there, that's like, it, that's like it, that's driving it. the field with a coach, listening to the coach uh, calling audibles on the sideline. They were, they were all ready to go checking their wristbands. Like they really, really impressed me from the get go. And that's what like my impressions has been left with the women's division. I've been impressed. And you know what? I'll, I'll tell you quickly. Cause I know we're going to yeah. move on to something else, but I remember when, when there's a couple of females who first started subbing on, on guys teams. Right. Yeah. And a lot of guys, some of them obviously look down on the females or someone were just they weren't sure what to do should, should we right. get physical on defense right, right, right you know right. That, or, or they, <laughs> they they would expect them not to be super fast or to have not that great hands yeah. and you would see some girls just blowing by guys for touchdowns yeah. or getting the INTs and that and me personally I, I coach my elementary school I have a girls okay. and it's, it's a mixed um, flag football team yeah. and I find every year for myself personally the number of girls that come out to play on my team Elizabeth Valentine, by the way, elementary school, Montreal West. <laughs> the amount of girls that come out is well, Elizabeth Valentine School? Yeah, yeah. I went there. My man. I fucking went there. That's man. fucking weird. Right, well, there you go. <laughs> okay. Small world. Yeah, small world. Yeah, continue. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I'm yeah. saying the, the, the amount of girls, I remember when I first started doing football there, there was maybe one or two girls in the entire school that wanted to play. Yeah. And every year has grown bigger and bigger. Obviously, with COVID, we haven't had a chance to play any tournaments. But my girls' team before COVID struck in 2019, 2018, we were undefeated. So That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, awesome. All right. We're moving on to, uh, to co-ed one here as uh, the second topic of uh, calling the audible here. Um, uh, co-ed one. So I, if I look at the standings here, uh, I see three teams at one and two, Brent. Uh, we've got uh, Fast Not Furious at uh, one and two. Uh, we got Fit Squad and the Justice League. Um, sitting at the bottom of the standings here. So uh, maybe not to worry because all teams make playoffs. But my question for you, Brent, is uh, which team are you least worried about? And uh, part A and part B, uh, which of these teams can you see going on a long winning streak? I think the team that I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about and also at the same time could have a long winning streak, yeah. I, I think it's going to be easy fun. I mean, you look at their lineup. Uh, no, but give me from the top, from okay. the bottom, oh, oh my, from oh the my, bottom, sorry, sorry, from the bottom okay, three, bad, the, bad, the okay, teams that bad. are one I and two. <laughs> listen, listen <laughs> to the show. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, let me look at it right here. Yeah, quick. so so look, so Justice League, yeah. um, they've put up, they just put up fifty-one points against Le Petit Fuck, but Parker, uh, Sarah Parker, of course, leads yep. Coed one in interceptions with five. So that's my worry there. Fast and Furious lost both of their games this past week in week two, and you got Fit Squad at one and two. They're just averaging twenty points per game that's the lowest in co-ed one so uh, give me one team that you're least worried about and then 
give me another team. Could be the same team okay. that you can see going on a long winning streak. Okay, here. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now, the Justice League is a team that I'm least worried about. Yeah. I'm gonna say that. You, you look at some of the names. They have Jamil Springer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jamil Springer's on your team. You know what I mean? They have Matt Peacock on their team. Richie Mondesera, he subbed on my team a couple of times yeah. in 2020, the COVID season. Yeah. He's in, I played against him a number of times, too. He's yeah. an extremely underrated player. I was just going to say the one word, yeah. underrated. Exactly, yeah. 100%. Yeah. You can put him on an island at corner, and he just, he'll just lock down his guard. You put him in the slot, he's able to cut off the underneath routes. I mean, obviously, it's Serge Pilon Jr., yeah, right? I and and as you mentioned, the GOAT, Sarah Parker. <laughs> exactly. she's, she's the best female quarterback we've seen and arguably one of the best quarterbacks, period, that we've seen in FPF. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. My, my pick's uh, the Justice League, and I think they have their picture up, uh, Eagle. Uh, I think... Uh, no, they no, don't. No, they don't. That, no, that's, I that, think it's coming. I've seen it, though. That, yeah, I, 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 I think it must have been. I think Alex Larache posted it on Instagram, but okay. it's a real cool jersey. So, like, one of the things we'll do here as, uh, as the pictures have been going up, uh, we'll, we'll vote for some of our uh, favorite ones. But uh, Justice League, that one, uh, it looks like, uh, looks like a fire uh, jersey. There's, like, is, it, is, it a, is it like Zack Snyder inspired? or No, not really. So, there's, like, it's actually two colored. Okay. The, the front is blue. The, the back is red. Uh, yeah. I think I believe it has the Wonder Woman W uh, in the front. It, it's a really fresh, oh, yeah, uh, fresh looking jersey. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but but, but I agree. I agree that uh, I'm least worried about uh, about them. Uh, what about a team that you can see going on a long winning streak? Uh, actually, them to be honest with yeah. you. Um, other than that, I mean, okay. So you look at a team like Kiss My Old right? I mean, they 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 have some pieces again, Brent. Teams squad, that are one and two. Okay, okay, all right, all right, fine. I'm, fine. I'm busting your balls I, after four years. Sorry, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Okay. I know. Okay, so two. Well, okay, they're they're one and one, but okay, teams yeah. that are one and two. Yeah, again, so I'm gonna have to pick the Justice League. I mean, you look at the roster okay. from top to bottom; it doesn't get much better than that. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? For the long winning streak, I'm gonna go with Fast Not Furious. Uh, they, okay. them two, they they actually beat Justice League in Week One. Uh, I, I like the additions that they made. Uh, um, they have uh, James Drysdale. They've yeah. got uh, Marvin Steinberg. Even though he's he's uh, one handed, yeah, little banged up right now. The, exactly. the one handed uh, Marvin <laughs> Steinberg is still a very uh, very strong uh, player in FPF. Uh, you got Quasi Gordon Mall uh, playing the safety down there. You got Ryan Dobbs, uh, Phil uh, Roberts too. I like Phil Roberts. Yeah, Phil, Phil Roberts, very under uh, him too. Like Richie Mondesi, a very underrated yep. player, especially on defense. Uh, and you got a very mobile quarterback in uh, in Justin, Justin Weir. So Weir, yeah. so I I. I don't be surprised if this team rattles off five or six wins in a row. Okay, no, I think I think you might be right. I think you might be right. I mean, listen, it comes down to are you going to put your money on on guys like Weir and Steinberg over someone like Pilono? That's that's the question I have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's 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 a good question to ask. But look, hey, they beat them in week one, so definitely they they have true, they found true. they found a recipe to to at least contain him in a certain way that, to at least give them the chance to win, and, and they did. So I, I, I can see them rattling off a few wins here. And am I the only one who, when, when you watch Justin Weir play quarterback, am I the only one who thinks of Johnny Manziel? Uh, maybe, but I, I, I kind of, no? I kind of see what, the, oh, like physically or, physically, or, 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 or on, or a, a on bit of a style, a bit of a style of play, <laughs> but more so physically, obviously. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what kind of insurance he has, but, uh, <laughs> he might want to hit up, uh, <laughs> he might. Yeah, what's up? Are you a little bit worried that uh, Ryan Dobbs Garnett has as many targets as all the women on this team? <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, but the f- uh, yes, I am worried. <laughs> that is uh, a little worrisome. But there's there's that chemistry they've already built with uh, what is it? The balls deep franchise. Uh, so there's a level of familiarity there that they're they're really exploiting in uh, what in the first three games. Uh, look though, if 
fast, not furious, is going to be a successful team in playoffs that he's going to need to get, Justin Weir is uh, going to need to get his uh, women more involved in the game. Absolutely uh, moving forward. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I don't give credit to Dobbs. Obviously, we all saw the, yeah. uh, the, the, the injuries, I guess you could say, that yeah. happened during the playoffs. I, got, yeah. I tip my hat to him. I think he might have been wiser taking a couple weeks off, but yeah. that's just me. Um, no, but honestly, yeah, you, you like, like you guys are saying, he has to get the women more involved, right? I mean, it's a co-ed team, number one. Number two, they have some, some ladies on their team that can make a difference, and you, yeah. you have to get the ball in their hands. Yeah, yeah. All right, so next segment here, I have a little uh, pick one uh, segment. So I mentioned that Justin Weir is one of the mobile quarterbacks in the division. Um, he's not the only one, of course. We've got Dom Lefal from Le Petit Fuck. Uh, we've got uh, Jeremy White, of course, with Easy Fun. Uh, and I'm putting Justin Weir in that category as well. So, uh, Brent, if you've got to pick one mobile quarterback that you want to start a franchise with, uh, who are you going with? I'm going to say... I'm gonna say Justin Weir. Okay. You know, I'm just gonna say that because I've had I have had sorry I've had a chance to watch a couple of his games yeah. this past winter season, and there's something about him where I think he a he's playing in somewhat of a lower division. I think he could play in a higher division. I, I played against Jeremy Way, obviously yeah. as a receiver, but as a quarterback, yeah, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I, actually, I think I'm playing him pretty soon. Yeah. In Dipsy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be aware. I, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I think he has his limitations as a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, whereas LaFour, I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen that often. Oh, he's I good. I haven't seen him play Dom that Lefort, much. He's, okay. He, he cuts good. to the edge really fast and then yeah. takes yeah. off. Yeah. And he has okay. and he has a good arm. He he can, he really like, he's he's a bit of a shorter quarterback. Mm-hmm. And when he launches it, he gets really low and, and really throws with his legs. He, he has a really good deep ball. So he's, okay. he, uh, look, there's no wrong answer here. Uh, so you're going with Justin Weir Eagle. Yeah. Um, I think I have to go with Dom Lefort on this just okay. because I've yeah. seen, like, there was the Instagram reels where I saw it, and I was yeah. like, my God, that guy's fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, however, as someone who calls defenses, I am much more intimidated by a quarterback who has a run option or the ability to buy time uh-huh. by ru- running rather than someone who is a run first right, or exactly. an opportunistic runner, exactly. right? Like the whole, like, third and one, okay, they're going to take off type of stuff, yeah. is much easier to defend yeah. than a third and one with, like, an RPO package yes. design type of thing, right? Like, okay. whatever whatever he wants to do, he can do. He can give himself time or she, uh, you know, run to the outside edge, yes. catch a guy downfield by himself in man coverage. It's time to create separation for the receivers. Yeah. That, for me, is much harder to defend than because otherwise you can just jam the line and force right. him to have to run through you, uh-huh. right? So... So, so Don LaFour hits the, that criteria for okay. him where he can take off if he wants to but does have a decent arm right. um, versus, I mean, Justin Weir, he's throwing the ball too and everything. Yeah. And I yeah, think yeah, Galena yeah. is much more of a pocket passer where he'll use it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's in my pocket passer. We'll get we'll get there in a second. I, actually, I thought you were choosing LaFour and then setting up that second uh, part to describe Jeremy White because it, what you've just described to me was Jeremy White, and he's he's actually my pick out of the three okay. for the mobile okay. quarterback. Uh, Brent, I don't know when the last time you played against him was as a as a quarterback. Did you ever play against as, as a, a as a QB? As a QB once. And how long ago? I want to say it's about three, four years ago. Because, the, oh, shit, he's he's one okay, of the yeah, most yeah. developed quarterbacks okay. in the like okay. past three, four years. So be careful in that commission game. I sound correct? I <laughs> yeah, sound yeah, correct. yeah, he's, right. he's he, just you'll see it for yourself in, the, in your Division <laughs> C game. Um, right. But then I want to move over to the pocket passers of the division. So uh, I'm going to give you three names again. Uh, you got to pick one. Uh, so here we go. Sarah Parker, 
uh, with uh, Justice League. You got Steve Harapersad with Kiss My Outlaws, mm-hmm. or you got Seth Galina with Fit Squad. Who are you going with? I mean, I'm a little biased. I won a championship with Steve. Yeah. Uh, actually, I had over 100 yards in that championship game. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, you know what? I- I'm going to go. I called it a goal before. I'm going to go with Sarah Parker. Okay. Um, championship game record isn't the greatest. Yeah. But... Regular season and all the, the, the quarters or the semis, she's fantastic. She's yeah. money. And yeah. I, I think eventually she will get over that hump. Yeah. I'm going to go with Sarah Parker. Okay. Uh, Eagle, a quick one here. Uh, Parker, Howard Prasad, or Galena for your pocket passer? I, I want to go Harprasad because he is probably the one with the most – or like what I'll call the simplest playbook. I would mean that nicely. Yeah. It's yeah. very effective in the way yeah. he drives Absolutely. it. It yeah. is. It is. Um, but at the same time – I find it boring. So I'd rather go with <laughs> Galena, who can oh. design fancy plays, okay. or Parker, who knows how to read a field left to right and find the correct person based on the coverage. Versus Harper Sod, it's much more like, okay, choose your poison pill. I yeah. pick the opposite one. Go next, well, right? Yeah. and that's It's not yeah. as explosive, and I don't enjoy watching that type of what I'll describe as the West Coast offense, the FPF version of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. want that, that, that explosive plays, and I think Galena would be the best at designing them, sure. and Parker would be best at executing, executing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I love your analysis. They're very, very well thought out. For those reasons, though, I'll choose Steve Harapersad. And don't deny his explosive ability. He, he, he'll he tell you in the line, like, do a, do a lazy fly and then go and then take off because he's, he's looking to hit you and catch defenses asleep by hitting, you know, his, his all hooks, his triple slants. Uh, he puts defenses to sleep a little bit. So uh, g- give me Harapersad for the uh, pocket passers. But uh, we got, hey, look, we went one across each board here. So uh, we're very diverse in our thought process. That's why I asked the question. That's uh, the idea. So here we're uh, then uh, moving on to co-ed uh, two. Brent, there's a lot of new teams in uh, in co-ed two. We've got uh, uh, Sneaky Snakes. Uh, they're a, a team with some NFL name players that uh, that have signed up with FPF. You got Iced Out. They're struggling out of the gates. They're zero and four. The only uh, known commodity on their on their roster is uh, Emmanuel Brulé, uh, who's quarterback in their team. He's uh, they're zero and four. He's thrown eight TDs, eight interceptions. So not a very good uh, TD to interception ratio there. Uh, you got Gorillas at one and one. They've got uh, three or four past players from FPF, uh, including Jeff Brown. I, I don't. Know Jeff yeah, Brown yeah, myself, but yeah. he goes way back. I checked that. No, that's oh, a yeah, different Jeff yeah. Brown. Oh, it's different. Whoa, no, he this guy, this guy goes way back in the. Uh, yeah, but is it my Jeff Brown or is it the other Jeff Brown? Oh, I don't know if there's two. There's uh, two Jeff Browns. He's he's one of them. I don't know which one. Go 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 yeah, and so look so for it. For Igor, so uh, so we're talking about Gorillas. Jeff Brown, usual snapper. Usually play snapper Jeff Brown. Or again, I don't know the Jeff Brown. Okay. This is the before. Uh, I'll annoy you. Yeah, this I'll, is I'll, Jeff with a J, not Jeff with a G. Oh right, yes, Jeff with a yes. J. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't know Jeff the context. Brown. This is a I had a piece. Jeff Brown on my team, okay. but not this Jeff Brown. The okay. Jeff with a G Brown. My my point People is confuse it all the time. It was really hilarious. Right. My my point is there's some experience on, on, on the roster. Yeah, that, yeah, that's your yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, again, a before P's era thing, before Iggy era. Um, the Gorillas one and one with three or four past players. You got Blue Wave at two and two. They're a brand new team uh, with two wins already uh, out of the gate. Uh, they're both against that 0-4 ice out team, though. Uh, and you got Les Princesses uh, at 2-1, and led by uh, Mikael Arsenault. Uh, again, he's, uh, he's a pretty well-known commodity now in FPF. So uh, with all these new teams in Coet 2, uh, Brent, aside from Les Princesses, because they, uh, they, 
they're they're two and one. Um, who do you have uh, as having the most success uh, at the end of the season in Coed Two with all these new teams? So okay, so just looking at the new teams specifically. Yeah, then, yeah, um, yeah. So you got one uh, sneaky snakes with some MFL yeah, players. Yeah. You got iced out brand new. You got blue wave brand new, uh, and you got gorillas with uh, some some FPF uh, experience there. So who do you have? Have which team will have the most success by season's end? I'm gonna say. I mean, based off of how it's looking right now, I, I want to say the gorillas just because. Their defense. I mean, they, yeah. they've only let, in, uh, let up 27 points. I'm a big believer is when you build a team, you, n- you need a quarterback first and foremost. Yep. So any football team, that that's the, the standard. But then you have to build defensively because you know what? You're going to score a point. I mean, ideally, you're going to score some points, right? right. But yep. if you can't stop anybody, <laughs> it's 40, it doesn't 40, matter. 50, 50, 80, 80, 100, 100. Exactly. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So you, ha- you have to get, you have to start with a rusher and you have to try and build around that defense. We'll get to that rusher topic later with Julian Pema. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you have to build the defense. And looking right now, at least, through the first couple of games, I mean the Gorillas, right now they're they're second in team defense, twenty seven points given up. That's that's pretty impressive considering yep. some of the offenses that are in this division. Yeah, I, absolutely, and and I think uh, you you hit on something, and and I just want to drill it even even more is FPF is usually built down the middle. Yep. When you have a quarterback, exactly. a snapper, and a rusher, mm-hmm. at a, you know who are very competent and and very athletic and and know the game very well. You've increased your odds of winning uh, an FPF football game by like fifty percent. I, I want sorry. I, I yeah, want to say safety as well because I find safety is a position sure. in FPF that doesn't get a lot of attention, but that's extremely right. important, especially on the goal line. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, you're, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. The, you know, one of the most common plays in the in the red zone is the the outs by the slots, ins back of the end zone. So yeah. that that safety in the in the in the back reading anyone coming behind is. Uh, you're right. It's very uh, very important. Uh, so by the way, guys, in yeah. case people don't know this, under the uh, division, there's a team stats section where you can actually see what your defensive season totals are, averages per game, percentages, etc. Mm-hmm. So you can actually see some more high-level defensive stats rather than just points against. So, for example, how many yards per game are you giving up? Yeah. How many plays per game are actually being driven against you and everything? How many plays over 30 yards are happening against your defense? And then, similarly, percentages, how many fourth down attempts are being converted on you, etc. So, you can get really intense in terms of your analysis here, in terms of what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Brent, you're gonna. But as I'm saying, like, you, you look at the Gorillas, right? Fourteen percent on fourth, fourth down. Yeah. The, the opponent's offense has only been successful for fourteen point three percent of the time, right? Yeah. So and I they're mean, averaging one hundred and twenty-eight yards against per yeah. game, which yeah, is that's very low. That's yeah, it's it. very yeah. low. But uh, so my pick there actually would be Sneaky Snakes. They uh, happen to be the the team with the least yards. Uh, per game, yeah. uh, I believe they've only played. Oh no, they're one and one, so they played two games. Um, but I kind of like that uh, that they 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 have some actually some household names from uh, the MFL league um, names like I, I believe Marilou uh, Cote Noel is is on that team. Um, uh, Marc uh, Marc Andre Gosselin, I played with him before. He's a okay. speedster. Um, they uh, is it the t- yeah with Julien Pru. Uh, he's he's on the team as well. Uh, quarterback uh, David Birisson. He's um, let's say 
uh, a rough quarterback. He's uh, by what what I mean by that is he's still working out his development as a quarterback. Yeah. He's he's not a natural QB. Uh, he's more of a natural receiver turned quarterback and yeah. giving a, giving it a shot this year. Um, after one game, four TDs, two interceptions, 150 yards, completing 73 percent of his passes. Pretty good, That's man. pretty good. That's uh, definitely going to win you some uh, some FBF games. So uh, so I like sneaky snakes uh, from uh, from that group of new. Uh, FPF teams to uh, to have the most success. Uh, probably, I would seed them in around the the third or fourth uh, seed uh, by uh, by season's end, and uh, definitely going to make. Well, everyone makes the playoffs, um, yeah. but I see them uh, doing maybe some damage uh, yeah. down in the playoffs. Uh, so as we uh, as we go along, uh, one of the teams that we didn't yet mention are three Hunas. Uh, they're atop of the standings at three and one. Uh, Brent, very easy question here. Are they your? Oh, early that's a big roster. Holy, yeah. They couldn't shift over like the the back couldn't shift over a bit to the left. Maybe the bottom a bit to the right. Uh, but, but put it like this: they have yeah. enough for a CFL to, to field an offense or a defense, <laughs> and have an extra guy come up or a lady come off the sideline for special teams. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, actually, uh, their their winter roster did pretty much have an offensive unit and a defensive unit. So there it looks like they're replicating that. They're three and one on the season. They're top of the standings uh, as uh, after. After four games of their schedule, are are they the early season favorite, uh, Brent? In your eyes, for co-ed two? I mean, you have to say yes. I mean, you look at their offense, right? They, they beat the Sneaky Snakes nineteen seven. They they beat Ice Delt thirty nine six. I mean, right now I mean, they're shutting things down defensively, right? I mean, yep. not to say they're they're, they're playing the, the best of the best yet. I mean, it, look, guys like the Sneaky Snakes, and I saw again, it's a big. No, oh, pardon me. Oh, you uh, is, you yeah, unplugged yeah, yourself. Unplugged myself. All right. Plug yourself we're, back we're, in. We're good Brent. to go. Yeah. All right. So I mean, it, it's early in the season, right? Teams are working out the Kings offensively, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Teams are d- developing. So uh, still, the fact that you let up 13 points in two games that that speaks volumes. Yeah, and from that picture, uh, there's a guy there on the bottom left is uh, Nicolas Pierre Mas. That guy. Uh, this picture doesn't even load every time I click on it. Are you serious? <laughs> Okay, it's it's that heavy. It's so heavy with with people in it that the, it's breaking uh, the FBF page here. Um, yeah, Nicolas Piermas. Look, he's only played two out of the four games, but if he's on the roster full time, my God, that is a scary guy to have on offense. He's he played in the winter season with. Uh, team YS. This guy, I believe, was receiver either receiver of the year or definitely made the all-star team. This guy's uh, plays for Bishops, I believe. Uh, receiver of the year with like Bishops and uh, U Sports. Uh, that guy's a difference maker. So if he's on the team, give me three hundreds to be the the favorite for uh, for coed two. Well, that's it. You, you look and talked about the defense. Obviously, even going back, uh, they had they they held Ice out to twelve points in the first meeting. Yeah, the kid they gave up thirty-two to the Le- Le Princess. The Le yeah. Princesses, pardon me. Yeah. It's week one, whatever. But speaking to your point about their offense, I mean, look, okay, twenty points, fifty-eight, <laughs> yeah. nineteen, which isn't great. But when you hold the team to seven, nineteen is more than enough to get the W. And then yeah. thirty-nine, right? I mean, their offense looks legit and scary. So I mean, I think they're definitely a team right now. They're in first. They may hold on to that the rest of the way. I I think so. Like like you're saying, they're they're. When they need to put up the points, they can. And when they need to shut it down, they can. So a very versatile team. That's a dangerous team. Is is one that can win in in multitude of ways. So so yeah, I agree with you. I uh, they're my early season favorite for uh, for coed too. 
so, Brent, we're moving on to uh, Division A. Uh, as you mentioned off All the right. top here, that's one of the uh, one of the divisions you're writing articles for, right? Yes, is sir. Division A exactly? So, um, so as we dive into Division A, uh, the one thing that I was shocked by by looking at the standings are Braves. They went 0-2 in Week 2. They fall to 1-3 on the season. This is something I've never seen, Brent. A 1-3 Braves team at the bottom of the standings in, uh, in Division A. What do you, what do you think there? <laughs> I mean, usually three losses are the, mo- are the most you would have in a season, right? So, yeah. I mean, at this point, it's yeah. obviously uh, it's time to raise a bit of a red flag. Again, we talked, I talked about the rusher earlier, Julian Pema, and it was talked on last week's show, right? His decision between choosing between the Braves and KGP. Obviously, he's going with KGP. And we talked about, before we went on air, yeah. this team, the Braves, has great defenders. Mike Pearson, uh, Jonathan Mahu, uh, George Guillaume, Guillaume Chevalier, Guillaume Bellin. They're phenomenal, right? Loaded, yeah. That's, they're loaded, that's exactly, they're loaded, right? But those guys are great, but they're made even better by the presence of a guy, a rusher like Julian Pema, who along with Matt Kerouac, I would say, are the best two rushers in the game right now in FBF, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. So losing that, as you can see right now, look, look, look at their stacks. They have two stacks, one by J.D. Chevalier and then Mike Pearson. Yeah. Those guys, are, I mean, they can rush, but sure. are they really rushers? No, they're not. And you're taking them away from a defensive position. That's the key. Yeah. Being defensive back to have to rush, and that's just it's not a recipe for success. And we've seen right now, their defense is getting pretty much walked all over, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and I don't know, uh, Mo. Uh, again, we're throwing Mo under the bus here, but I mean, it's easy uh, to do. It's yeah, easy yeah. To do. look, not under the bus, but he 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 mentioned that Joe Maier was was rushing. You're you're putting out your quarterback and one of your, your very good uh, defenders and cornerbacks and sometimes safety uh, out of position in, into the rusher position. So now you're tiring him, uh, Joe Maier, and is according to Mo, uh, he got a little nicked up in yeah. his in his last game. Well, that's so it, right? that's so it. that's that's. Uh, are you concerned uh, for the Braves moving forward? Of here? course, 100% I'm concerned for the Braves moving forward. I mean, yeah. you, you, you talked about they have They have arguably their best player playing quarterback and rusher. <laughs> some quarterbacks might want to play corner. Some quarterbacks might want to play safety or, or as I call it, linebacker or halfback, if you will. Yeah. When do they really rush? Yeah. No, right? I, and, very rarely. <laughs> and imagine, let, let's say he gets hurt. Let's say he tweets a hamstring, uh, strains a ligament in his knee, God forbid. Yeah, gets, gets another quarterback's groin. elbow in yeah, the eye. That's know? exactly it. <laughs> or even let's say he, you know, he, he tries to go for a flag and he, he dislocates a finger or something yeah. on a sewing hand. Yeah. Season's done. Yeah. Right? So, and, I mean... Yeah. They, they, they have enough talent, the talent part of me, enough cachet to try and find a rush on the lower division who has a low rating, try to bring them on. Like, they have to do something because right now, like, going as is, they're not going to get too far in the postseason. And it's, and it's showing. It's a one and three record after four games. Like, I've never seen that. So it's, it, it's nope. not seen. It's not working for them right now. Nope. Uh, so that's definitely something they're going to have to address. Um, party crashers. Uh, this team, they are loading up the like points. Oh like man, them. I love. I love. I don't know if you saw like the game them. of the week in week one. Man, they look good. Uh, they lost that game, but look, they're, they're. Yeah, I know it doesn't. You're, you're right. I, I agree with you. They're averaging 51 points per game after three games. So not a super. It's not a one game sample size. You know, it's not again not a 10 season sample size either. But three games that's averaging 51 points, you can score. Are they the best offense in Division A right now? Ooh. I know. Right now, though. Oh. Right now. I mean, right now, okay, you want to look at the points? Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, they have 153 points scored. So, yeah, I mean, are they, best, are they the best? Really, no. You have to give that to Kevin Wyatt and, and the All-Stars. Obviously, I talked about earlier, I wrote for Division Two last year. I'm a huge fan of the Party Crashers. Um, their offense is phenomenal. 
Fred Dupuis is a great quarterback, and I'm really glad this team made the jump. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they had a duo for their receiver, right? They had Emil Talaferra. I've had a chance to call some of his games when he used to play for McGill. Yeah. They had Phil Ferron, but adding, I wrote in the article last week, adding a guy like Anthony Brisebois oh, to this offense <laughs> makes them almost unstoppable. And that's not even talking about a guy like Francois Hogue, great rusher, uh-huh. underrated, is, I believe he plays snapper. He has speed. Louis-Philippe Thibodeau, he has speed as yep, well, right? Does, I mean, yep. uh, Phil Anger's too an underrated player. Oh, man. He's great. Under, he's good. He's, he's solid. really he's good. solid, right? This so, guy, and and then we're, we're talking about the sixth player now. Like, well, that's, that's, that's it, that's right? Huge on on some depth. teams, he'd be the top one or, or at Absolutely. the very worst top two receiver, right? Absolutely. He's like their, their fifth or sixth option. And it, it's an offense that could just pile on the points, right? My only concern with them, and I'm going to go back to, to the winter season when I watched their game against yeah. KGP in the playoffs. They should have be, beaten KGP. Uh-huh. I know KGP made sure to rub that on my face <laughs> when I picked against them in the playoffs, but they should have really beaten KGP. Yeah. Their deep ball defense for the party crashers is still a little... Suspect. Yeah, it's a little suspect. Yeah. If they could shore that up, I think the sky might be the limit for these guys. Yeah. I, I like there's some other teams out there. Of course, All Stars is you know yeah. it, it, it is, is All Stars is, yeah. is All Stars. But that Mo Khan's Mo problems here. Uh, bring, <laughs> once again, bringing up Mo Khan uh, in every way possible. Uh, I like uh, I like that offense. I like adding Ben McMahon as, as a snapper Solid. for uh, for Dan Lazara. You saw it in the like I like I mentioned the the game of the week. Uh, just he, he can you know just launch it and then uh, and have Ben McMahon with his speed going go and get that ball. Uh, Already with teams, maybe two people, three people looking yep. at AJ Gomes uh, makes Ben McMahon even that more dangerous. And I'm not even talking Isaiah Lard, uh, Rory, and Sean Sermurgeon, Tan Villadeth. Uh, like it. It, it, th- this team, I like that offense a lot. No, 100%. Listen, I, I've, I've had Ben on my team a couple of uh, during the COVID season. He's yep. up, I think. No, he's actually, he did himself. He was on my team. Yeah, he's, commission. He's up. Yeah, he got hurt a bit. Yeah. He missed a couple of games that I think he played for that season before it got, before it got cut. And He's fast. He, he, you know who's gonna be? He's gonna be the Hunter Renfro yeah. for, for that offense. Oh, I like that. That, that sneaky yeah, receiver yeah, can yeah, kill yeah. you underneath with the speed. He, he has great hands, good routes and stuff. Yeah. As long as he's healthy, yeah. he's fantastic. And you add that to the complete opposite of guys like Rory and Sean Samergian. I mean, I remember when these guys broke into the league. You know, at least Rory, he came first. Yeah. When he broke in, I believe it was Division Six. Sure, probably. He, I mean, yeah, most yeah, people he, start there, but yeah. But that's it. He, he has yeah. some talent, and yeah. he started to dominate and dominate and dominate. I'm yeah. glad now he's playing at yeah. the highest level with his brother. And I've had a conversation, I believe actually it was with Mo, who okay. might have actually said he thinks that, that Sean actually might be better than Rory. Uh, you know not, what? Not, not, not to stir the you-know-what, I'm just saying. I, you know what? I, I, I kind I, of agree, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I feel he's bad. Not the, he's Rory's not the, he's a really nice person. guy, but Sean's fucking good. There, yeah. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> he's I, not the first person to tell me that. Like, look. I think he's more f- Rory's flashier and with that, with, with the speed and uh, he he does the dip move as well. He kind of made it like uh, he tweaked it to his own design a little yeah. bit, so he's a more flashy player. But man, like I think Sean's the better jump ball uh, player. I think he's the be- like they, look. They can both jump, go up for it and jump. But I think I think Sean might be better for the jump ball. So are you saying Sean has better hands than Rory? Is it, is that what you're saying right now? Uh, it's it's really close. I, I think the debate the debate can be made for both okay. sides. Okay. Uh, but I but I, I I like it because most people immediately see the the Rory flash and they say yeah he he's the better player. I think we have to double clutch and uh, right, and, and ask enough. the question. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, so speaking to your point, though, I mean, this yeah. offense is dynamic. It's just a matter of listen. They, they won last year, right? They won the yeah. division A last year. Kind of a different team. Right, obviously Dominic Mano played a big part uh, in that offense. I believe Gro- Gro- uh, Gropini was there as well. It's a, it's a couple of different names, a couple of new names. I would make the argument that maybe they're even better 
than what they were last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, team to beat the Braves. We're gonna have to wait and see though. Come the playoffs, right? I mean, listen, yeah. uh, when when Lazaro and his boys were playing in Division One this past winter, right? They really thought they were gonna knock off the All Stars yeah. in the semifinals, and yeah. they just they melted down yeah. in the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, really yeah. close at halftime. They, they they melted down, and they actually had a better roster then than they have now. So yeah. we're gonna have to wait and that, see what happens. Right? You, yeah, that's true. They they were really loaded last year. Um, uh, but you're right. So uh, that's Division A. Uh, we move on to Division B. Uh, and my first thing uh, from Division B uh, that I like, it, it just stands out, not, not just Division B, forget Division B, Division A is Anthony Brizois. We, we mentioned him, you yeah, know, real yeah, quick here with yeah. Party Crashers. Is anyone better right now than Anthony Brizois as a receiver? Like, again, I, it's, it's a very question in time. Look, there's amazing receivers, AJ Gomes, uh, Pat Jerome. Uh, there's obviously better players maybe overall and as an FPF career as a whole. But right now, Anthony Brisois, 11 touchdowns. He has over, I think, 400 or 300 yards in both divisions. He's the number one receiver in Division A and Division B. Is anyone hotter at least? Maybe that's a better question. Is anyone hotter than Anthony Brisois right now? I don't know. The man's on fire, right? I mean, he, yeah. I believe he won a, a two-way player of the year, yeah. defensive player of the year in the winter of a couple of teams he was playing on. Yeah. Um, no, uh, to answer your question, no, there's no one hotter right now. Uh, a fantastic player. No, thank you. Oh, these these are uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, there's exactly. two. There's two awards two player here. Two uh, players here. See, I said it. There you go. I'm, I'm paying attention. Yeah, and best receiver so, here. Well, there you go. Right. So I mean, uh, it is what it is. Um, are the better receivers if you're stacking your careers? The careers, no. I, I think Pat Jones is probably still the best receiver in all of FPF. Right. AJ Gomes is obviously up there as well. But no, Anthony Breezeball right now, he, he is the, the man of the hour, if you yeah, will. That's, and, yeah. and yeah, he, he's showing why he, his presence, him leaving, uh, I believe he played with the Apocalypse in Division A. Uh, Division 2 or 3. Yeah. He was playing. Uh, and They're I, written and on the trophy. Right here, yeah, guys. exactly. <laughs> so he, okay, so he, There's he, all the hardware the here for us. Well, I, I know it's with the Apocalypse. I, I was trying to remember what division he played in in the winter. The Apocalypse were in Apocalypse were two. Two. Oh, right. Division yeah, exactly. two. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, okay, yes, so yes, that's what I'm trying right. to say. So he you're left right, right, the yeah. Apocalypse in Division two. And now, obviously, they're in Division one. That team, they've tried to replace him. They, got, they brought in some valuable pieces. He went over now to we're talking about the Party Crashers. And he, he I think, will be that difference maker for that team. And again, to answer your question, yeah, there's no one hotter right now in FPF, yeah. I think, than Breezeball. Although, uh, just because they just changed team names, so maybe it's confusing us. So, Division B, he is playing with Jeff Rosenblatt again, but with yeah. Thor's hammer. Fa- thank you. That, yeah, thank you. That's yeah, it. Okay, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so he's still playing uh, Division B. Of course, he's the uh, the league leader right now, or the the, the division leader uh, in uh, in touchdowns. Yeah. I, I think it's all of them. I'm just going to bring it up here. If, uh, no, uh, Eagle didn't. You uh, want to get the stats for Div 2? Yeah, 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 right yeah, yeah. He has... Um, uh, 20 catches, 323 yards, and 11 TDs. Yeah, it's all number one. He's tied yeah. for number one with yeah. uh, Chris Miard for uh, for receptions. He's uh, number one in receiving yards, 323, and number one in touchdowns with 11. So the guy, but yeah. not number one in targets. Yeah, so gotta feed him the ball more. <laughs> there, there you go. Feed him a bit more, Jeff. Uh, I think everyone uh, wants to see that. Uh, everyone He's wants to see. By two. Yeah, everyone wants to see breaking records, right? Uh, everyone yeah. wants to see more. Uh, speaking of records, I think there was a Facebook post there. Uh, a lot of people want that the the trophies and don't, the record. Don't start with me, please. <laughs> I always I, I try and uh, fuck with Eagle, but then Eagle just yeah. I've learned I learned my ways. I know I have all the answers. I just don't have the manpower. The, yeah. To 
deal with it. Yeah. Uh, so so that's uh, Anthony Brisbois, hottest player uh, in FPF right now. Uh, but Brent, if we look can, at can it, I take a half second yeah. here? If you go to the season leaders and weekly leaders for uh, this division, um, this is a very scary page to log on to when you look at it for yeah. the very first time because you have Jeff Rosenblatt staring yeah. into your soul asking <laughs> if you have any money for his coffee or food fund, and you have Jolie Taylor about to threaten your life in the Moretti crime family. <laughs> yeah, He's about to steal your kids. He's about to steal your kids, take care of your family. You don't want that. Yeah, they're yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but like, yeah, I don't know who, like if Joey's going after Jeff because like he, he, like Jeff committed a crime and, and Joey's like trying to hunt him down. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Jeff we're, is we're doing Renee's den right now, so <laughs> Jeff is doing his best <laughs> Thor impersonation, right. but from the last <laughs> Avengers movie when he wow. got really fat. Right. <laughs> wow. Come on, look at it. Look That's at that. That's horrible. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Jeff's a good dude, man. Wow. <laughs> good dude and physical appearances are two different uh, independent things, as, uh, as we like to joke around with peas, of course. Uh, but, Brent, I was, uh, as I was looking at the standings, um, I see a couple of 0-2 teams. Uh, which 0-2 team are you worried about? Uh, Tell uh, me I'm wrong. Or, <laughs> y- y- okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Horrible. Uh, Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're distracting me. Uh, so, which Owen two team are you not worried about? Um, are, are are you confident that they're going to climb out of their early season hole that uh, that they've dug themselves in? So, uh, I've got two teams here. We got the Moretti Crime Family, uh, the aforementioned one, and uh, Mangoose. Okay, well, despite the fact that we were saying enjoy here, it looks like a, I don't know, a mass murderer or or, or a part of the mob, if you will. But I, I'd have to say them. I mean, he has. It's been a while since he played, right? Uh, I know a little last bit. Week it was mentioned on, on the podcast. It has been a while. I, I played against Joey Taylor. He's he's extremely frustrating to play against. Yeah. But he's a great quarterback, right? He, all he does is win. Yeah. And I think once he gets comfortable, once he gets the rust off, I think uh, look at the receiving corps that he has. He has Zach Swerm, Gabe Wiseman, decent receiver, great defender, great guy to have, great guy to have running your defense. Brandon Aylward, my man Don Benevento, and Joe Malkin. Another former commission right. guy. Like he, yeah. He's a really good receiver. I think he's a little underrated. He could be a number one receiver. Great hands. Great right. running team yeah. player. So I'm going to have to adjust and learn a bunch of guys. Yeah. Rocco Cristiano. They have talent. They have speed on this team. Uh, I think that's a team that once again, Joy Taylor kind of gets everything settled. Yeah, they'll be good to go. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think you guys talked about it last week on the on calling the audible that there's like maybe a bit of a motley crew here for Joey Taylor. I don't agree with you guys at all, man. Like this is a team built for Joey Taylor. Like the Brandon Alward, the Justin Lerner, uh, the Rocco Cristiano, the Zach Zwerns. I I think even yeah, Gab Wiseman's on the team. This is like a team built for Joey Taylor. Um, so yeah, so I agree. Um, I'm not worried about them uh, climbing out of that 0 and 2 hole they've uh, they've built themselves. Uh, look, we talked about Braves in Division A. Um, they're one and three. The B Raves though yes. are three and zero. So it appears that a division lower. <laughs> also, can we just praise this picture here? Wait, what the? <laughs> this is awkward. This is a very awkward team picture. What is going on? I'm n- no thoughts. By the way, you can't play with hard-brimmed hats. Uh, so that, uh, what is that, a longhorn? This is, is just for the picture pregame. Yeah, I, think it's Tennessee. Yeah, I know. It's Tennessee, it's a volunteer's hat. It's is awkward. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like they're trying to social distance, but they're not. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's know. It's weird. Yeah, 
They yeah. win. I mean, they're yeah, they're they're winners. Anyway, so look, so so B Raves are uh, are three and zero. It appears that a division lower is enough to make up the difference for that not so healthy uh, Joe Mayer. So, do you agree, uh, or are there any division B teams that can capitalize on Mayer not being hundred percent healthy, like some division A teams are? Brett, before you answer that question, quickly here, uh, I do want to explain because this is that exact example we were talking about earlier. They're going to show as violated, yeah, yeah, but they're yeah. actually their actual cap is 475, so Joe Mayer's QB cap is 95, which means he's 5 over, which is 25 points of a cap penalty. Ooh, so their roster has to be under 475 every right. week. This, In comparison, this, uh, yeah. that roster is still stronger than the Mangus roster. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, but to do it, they had to bring in Lorian Beauchamp basically to be part of that team. So it definitely right. makes it much more tricky for them to manage the cap and the options are that they have available for missing players. They definitely have to go fish from Div C D E to basically play football. Right, and, and uh, of course, all of this what you're explaining is the quarterback flex uh, that we talked about at the uh, yeah. at the introduction solely for Division B. So I don't want to see any other teams trying this out unless you're a Div B team. Yeah, so. So Brent, code one. So Brent, again, the question: are, are there any Division B teams that can capitalize? And and I I I I'd probably say it in terms of can they put up the points? Uh, let, let's say Joe Mayer is, is good for fifty points in Division yeah. B every game. Now let's just say he's good for thirty-five. Which teams can really capitalize that and go score for score uh, with a not so healthy Joe Mayer? I mean, I think brand new. I mean, they got Robbie Robinson, right? Throwing for them. I mean, yep. uh, it's been a while since, since he's played as well. But, I mean, the man's a Hall of Famer. He knows how to get it done. You look at the receivers on that roster. Vince Nardone. We talked about a couple of times already. Chris Miller. Yep. Patrick Chenard. Dan Dick. Like, they have some talent on that team, right? And they have some good defenders as well. Headed and by they played week Robinson. one, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, they were 58-34. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that's week one, But he one, was right? healthy. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. Well, he was healthy, and that's week one, right? I mean, week one and week, uh, well, technically here, week eight, but yeah. really week <laughs> ten. the last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, two different things, right? Uh, they they got to have time to kind of get their, the wind under their sails, bring, bring brand new. You look at like a team in JYD. I mean, JYD, yeah. a, a yeah. great team, regular season. I, I feel bad. I, I, I like Jason Rossi. They just kind of don't get it done in the championship game. But I mean, regular season and all the other rounds of the playoffs, they're a top team. You look at that roster up and down. They have a lot of talent. Headline, obviously, by, by the Samaritan brothers. They're a team that could definitely go head to head with the B Raves. I don't, I don't. They haven't played yet, obviously. But I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to eventually play at some point this season. I can tell you right now, that's actually coming up on June twenty first, right? So I mean, that's going to be a matchup. Yep. We're gonna have to look out for so that's just a couple of teams. Ooh, that's my field, Loyola Field One. Let's yeah, go. There you go. So right? I'll uh, there you go. if I'm back, uh, maybe for a phone call or uh, back hosting or as an analyst on calling the audible, I'll I'll give my two cents on that. See, uh, we'll uh, we'll look forward to that game. Um, yeah, I, I I like Junkyard Dogs yeah. to be one of those teams that can uh, that can uh, capitalize. I like the depth that they've added. So the Ivan Desjardins of last year, yeah. uh, you know, he's, you're talking about a fourth and fifth receiver, like Michael Kazaka. My God, like this is your number five option. Like yeah. sure. It's division B. Now you're playing against better defenses, but I, I really like the depth uh, that they've added here. Yeah. Cause like, I, I've, I've had a chance to write about this guy when he was in the lower divisions, phenomenal yeah. player. I've, I've tried to recruit him a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, yeah. Ivan Desjardins, it's a former tight end at McGill. Right. He can ball. I played against him actually last week in Division C. This guy's a player. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. He has really good speed, yeah. good hands. I think FPF is the game for him. So, uh, yeah, like you're saying, it's a deep roster for a lot of talent. So, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see, right? Yeah, agreed. So, Division C, let's move on. 
that's my division. My division in terms of the articles, the uh, writers, and the media team here. That's uh, my division. Um, I, I, I love this division, by the way. The, I, I love that there's no split. It's just, bam, here's 17 like really good teams. No one's, no one's crappy. You're not beating up on anyone. Um, uh, but uh, that being said, we got four teams at one and one. So of the four teams, we got one step closer. That's the Louis Bejean, Alex Noel squad. Yeah. You got the infantry, of course, with the Submergent Brothers once again and uh, uh, Corey Walwoski at quarterback. You got Blitz Buds. That's uh, AJ Gomes and some of the East Side boys uh, that now hooked up. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Blitz Buds is it's a perfect name for yeah, AJ yeah. team. 100%. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Uh, they, they add uh, Felix Goulet, one of the quarterbacks uh, for Fit Squad and Coed. And. Yep. Uh, uh, Man, I'm trying to remember their Division Four uh, Golden Eagles. He played with uh, Golden Eagles, quarterback that team. Uh, and you got top season uh, all at one and one. So the question is, uh, how many of these teams with 100% certainty, Brent, will make the playoffs? Like, no doubt, this is a playoff team. You're cementing them at a one and one record. I'm going to say the infantry. I had a chance to play them uh, last Monday. I mean, they, they had uh, Jalen Greaves wasn't playing, so that's obviously a huge difference yeah. for them. Uh, Is Corey, he on the roster, though? He was last year. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, him and Corey are tight. Like, that's Corey's boy. Okay. So, uh, apparently, from, from talking to Mo, he's supposed to be on the roster. I don't see him on the Look, he's not officially on, on the yeah. roster page. I'll just uh, that's that's the uh, limit of the information I'm I'm aware okay. of. Uh, again, he did play in last year's spring. Again, they were Division C as well. Um, but yeah, okay. So the infantry, that's definitely a playoff team for you. Any any other teams? Uh, I'm gonna say yeah, Blizz Buzz. I mean, I I don't think AJ is gonna have a team that's not gonna make the playoffs. Right. I mean, if he's quarterback, probably not. But I mean, he's not yeah. quarterback, right? right? So I think he's gonna be able to will those guys. It's a talented team, right? To, to yep. postseason. And I could even say maybe even top season. I mean, yeah. They're a veteran squad, right? Yeah. They've been around. They know, they know what it takes. They have a lot of talent on that team. Yeah, so absolutely. I could definitely see top season qualifying for the postseason. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. So if the question is 100%, I'll go the infantry in top season. Okay. I really like Blitz Buds. I really like, yeah, especially giving uh, someone like with an arm talent, a Felix Goulet, well, that's it, the yeah. weapons of, I, I know Gropini's on the team. Yeah, there, yeah. uh, Nick Gomez Rizzo. You got AJ Gomes. Uh, I'm not sure if Matthew Simard is on the team, um, but but those are great players to surround uh, a quarterback like Felix Goulet. That might be the most dangerous team, but it's about the chemistry for them. Uh, the chemistry is not there right now. This is a team I think as they progress could be very dangerous, but they they really need with a, this quick season happening in eight weeks and a lot of double headers. That turnaround time is very limited, so they're not 100% lock for me. So it would be the infantry in top season. You know, I'm, I'm going to say so. I agree with you, obviously, with, with the quarterback, with, uh, with Goulet. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to take him some time to, to get accustomed to everybody. I mean, so far, six touchdowns already on the season. But guys like Grappini, obviously, AJ, uh, his brother, um, what's his name as well? Uh, Nick Gomez Rizzo. Um, yeah, Nick Gomez Rizzo, but uh, also as well, Dante Sperana. He yes, played with those guys yes, before, right? Yes, yes, yes. So as uh, Alessandro uh, Barzoni. Oh, Barzoni on Yeah, the those too, guys yeah. are all like, say, Leo guys, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, the be, Cougars. Yeah, yeah, but that's it, right? So I don't think they're going to need too, too much time to, to, to gel as a unit. Obviously, with the quarterback, it might take yes. a bit extra time. But as a unit as a unit of receivers yeah. and as a unit, unit of defenders, I, I don't think it's going to take too much time. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a strong squad. I'm just not 100% lock just yet. Um, uh, so moving on, um, there's, 
Uh, of course, not every team will make the playoffs. We got uh, five teams listed in red here. So out of all these teams currently out of the playoffs, how many, again, with 100% certainty, Brent, are destined to stay there by season's end? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to say the Ravens. <laughs> okay. I'm going right. to Raven. I'm gonna say that because, again, they're moving up from a lower division. I mean, they, they, they had a tough one against the Vultures. Obviously, yeah. they, they, they lost the Air Force one as well. Yeah. How did we not make any bird jokes when we had Ravens versus Vultures? Or did last we? week? <laughs> no, you you didn't. But what kind of bird jokes would you have made? I don't know. Like, like, like you're <laughs> some eagle, uh, some eagle thing. I don't know. No, I mean, like, which team's gonna be eating crow? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's, that's not fair. bad. That's fair. That's fair. You're, we're not all like peas that uh, coming up with things on the spot, but you're a close second, uh, Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that, that's without me trying. Yeah, like, if yeah. If I had actually yeah, sat yeah. down and thought about yeah, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you got, oh, all right, I, all right. You yeah. got Ravens one. Anyone else? I think Lowe's, Lo, I'm going to call them penetrators. Yeah. Lowe's penetrators, I mean, they have Rocco Cristiano. He, he's a talented quarterback, great arm, great legs. Um, the rest of the rosters, I'm not sold on those guys. They're yet. they're young. They're yeah, they're they're it. from a Division Six team. Yeah, uh, Division Six slash E. That like yes, you're putting Rocco Cristiano at the quarterback position, but they're making too quick of a jump. I think so. Thank the, you. The, the 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 jump should have been like to Division D instead of C. Uh, maybe That's put it. someone else put someone else at quarterback. Rocco probably doesn't fit the cap. Uh, but I think I think you're right. I think uh, los penetradores. Uh, <laughs> You got to give a little like Spanish flair. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I had enough. to do it. Uh, yeah, Iggy Magnets, no one probably thinks with like a nickname like that with a Spanish <laughs> and Mexican uh, background. But yes, uh, Los Penetradores. Um, they're, they're probably a team that uh, I'm going to have to say with like a lock for, to not make the playoffs. Can you uh, use it in a sentence? Ah. Uh, it's because it's the plural. Yes. If it was singular, mm. it would be easier. Um, you can still use that in a sentence. Los penetradores te van a penetrar. Wow, really? Yeah. That's the best you could come up with. <laughs> the penetrators will penetrate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, give me one in English. Um, with the might of a thousand men, the penetrators will dominate their opposition. Yeah, bam. Mm, there you go. Okay. There you go. Gotta be epic. Boring. It's boring. Gotta be screamed by, like, yeah, sure. uh, a guy before he kicks you down a well or something, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, so f- for me, uh, look, I, uh, the other Rossi, uh, Jason Rossi, is it Jordan? It's Jordan. The other one is Jordan yeah. uh, with the ESU Timberwolves. Uh, they got rocked by Paulo Della Rocca. Um, no? No. Acceptable, but a little disappointing. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so he, 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 uh, their team, I, I'm, I'm surprised. This is a team that... A couple of years ago, they're seven and three. That eight and two, uh, they've dropped now uh, to the, to become one of those three and seven, two and eight teams, uh, kind of going three sixty. Um, I don't like where where this team is headed. And uh, with Chris Brockwell, he he had a, a bit of a nasty injury. I don't know if you guys uh, know the story. Uh, got bit by a dog. I don't know. I, I forget if it was his dog or was it a timber wolf? <laughs> May, that would be poetic justice. May, maybe, but like. A chunk of his finger came off. Oh wow, that's like, that yeah, bad, eh? yeah, 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 yeah. Like and we're not talking like like a ooh. dog bite. We're talking like a again. dog bite. I, is again, I didn't see it for myself. Right, I, like uh, and like I haven't seen obviously when it happened, and I haven't seen the aftermath of it. But I heard like 
a piece of his finger came off and he and he's back playing already uh snapping so uh look with a depleted uh, <laughs> a shorthanded like, i don't know how to, how, how you want to say it but uh, doesn't have all his digits. Uh, I think the ESU Timberwolves are uh, are a lock to be to miss out uh, on the playoffs. Might, might have had to Ronnie lock that finger there. Yeah. Um, not a g- good guy, tough dude, obviously, Chris. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at their team, right? I mean, they got, they got Jeff Brown. I mean, main man Jeff Brown. Kirby. Jay with a J, with a yeah, Jeff with a J. I mean, the the the, the, the OG Jeff Brown. Right, you know? okay. he's older than me, so I call him the OG <laughs> Jeff Brown. <laughs> yeah, I really fucked that up. <laughs> The G and O somewhere in there. Um, yeah, Kevin Lubin. They, they got some veterans on his team, but I, I just don't think they have the firepower. Look, two games, 35 points so far. I mean, that's not really that great, right? I mean, they're playing some good defenses, but still. You mentioned Chris Brockwell as the snapper for ESU Timberwolves. Yeah. I have to take the opportunity to call out another snapper, Jean-Sébastien Roussi. Oh, yeah. Four I- targets, three receptions. Paolo Delarocca going 14 for 15 because of the drop. Shame. (laughs) You shame yourself. You are the Pittsburgh Pirates with two outs and two strikes, hitting a single to deep center field and ruining a no-hitter. You are the reason why people want to see shutouts that don't actually happen in the third period at 1959. How dare you ruin a perfect game? Yeah, he ruined Shame. The, he ruined uh, Pease. I'm sure that would have been his only one and ever 158.3 quarterback rating. And he 100% blames Jean for it. Uh, I mean, all jokes aside, yeah. 14 completions, six touchdowns. Do wow. you have a defense, guys? Yeah, like, like, I understand Pease has a good playbook and he can he like, manipulate have a good it. Arm. <laughs> but come on. I mean, yeah, that's bad. So, so when I saw that, Obviously, prepping for this for this podcast, and I saw that I'm like, Peace has not counting the playoffs, 272 ints. This is a guy who <laughs> who joined the 3030 club. He he he, jam- he almost he almost pulled the Jameis Winston back in the spring 2017 season. 30 TDs, oh, yeah. 29 interceptions. Yeesh. He almost Jameis Winston himself with, with oh. the 3030 club, and he throws six TDs and one incompletion. Like, hey, credit to Peace. Yeah, Peace is my man, and and uh, I'm glad to be filling in for him and whatnot, but. That's impressive, but again, where's the defense? Like, like you said, where is the defense? There's uh, scroll a little down for that thirty for thirty. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, it's yeah. thirty and twenty nine. Yeah, that's. There's also geez. a nineteen nineteen season. That oh was a fun god. one. Oh my god! Oh my god! So yeah, so I was actually gonna give a. Oh, quick there's some bad ones too. Look at this: nineteen and twenty three, eighteen twenty two. That's what I was like. I was impressed by the fact that he threw zero ints in yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, more so than the six TDs. Has he played one game? Yeah, okay, so he's at one. Okay, all right, so he's uh, he's at a streak of one with no. Uh, <laughs> uh, no uh, interception. Uh, I was gonna give it a quick shout out to uh, to to Pease, uh, for the great game. Uh, my second shout out to uh, Manu Alaroy. Yesterday night, uh, what a game this guy! He had four touchdowns, uh, eight receptions on eight targets, seventy-five yards, four sacks as well. This guy was putting up monster numbers, going for an early uh, two-way Player of the Year candidate. Just a little quick shout out to uh, Manu Alaroy. Uh, so as we uh, as we move along here to uh, Division D, um, we uh, we first have a storyline. Um, 
brought to you by the Selwyn House Old Boys. Um, uh, you know, we're, I, I don't get to, uh, you know, obviously we're limited in terms of the number of games that we can see. Um, but luckily we have people uh, that uh, are playing in multiple teams and then I, yeah. I get to see those people and they get to tell me uh, what they saw when they were present. And one of the storylines here for Selwyn Boys is that uh, they caught a touchdown. No one around the guy holds the ball for 10 seconds. It's kind of like looking around, like wondering what's going on. And, and Joey Nataro from Hot Sauce Sports uh, was telling me the story. He's like, 10 seconds. He's just holding onto the ball. And then all of a sudden, does a gronk spike <laughs> and, and gets flagged for celebrating. <laughs> like These guys don't really – it's their first season. Um, they're, they're just getting used to the flag game. They've played tackled football uh, before, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, they were uh, – I was scorekeeping them last night. Uh, they tell me, yeah, uh, we're just getting used to the the whole uh, flag concept and like flag guarding and whatnot. And, and I'm like, yeah, I heard about the the Gronk spike. And uh, yeah, they're like, I'm like, yeah, you you can't celebrate like that after after touchdowns. It's uh, who, who was it? Who was? I it? don't know actually. I, oh, I, I'm gonna go find out because this is fun. <laughs> yeah. So actually, yes, because it was, it was in the under, Undertaker's game specifically. It must have been a Sunday night game. Uh, so uh, what Pease is gonna pull up? Uh, Pease. Uh, what uh, Eagle oh, is prime time game then, right? Uh, yes. Uh, so what uh, uh, Eagle's going to pull up here is the uh, scoreboard. And uh, for those... No, I'm going back and it's funner. It's easy for me to find. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, what, what he could have done is gone to the scoreboard and then look through the play-by-play. So if you're new uh, to Division D, Division E, like Selwyn uh, boys are, you, you were able to see a breakdown of all the plays that were inputted by scorekeepers. Uh, so uh, they, they're struggling uh, after the it's game. It's probably either Harry Morovich or a, uh, Alessandro Svarivagos. Let's go check this because you're actually doing it properly. Here's the OC and UR list. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, you're and doing then it. under yeah. there. You'll <laughs> see what the current tracker actually is of who has which ones. Uh, and oh, and, and it would have been marked. Fla- that's Neither? flagged. That's flagged as a OC objectionable conduct for it's the, supposed to be the celebrate. Oh yeah, OC. Yeah, it's cri- yeah. it's sorry, it's wrong person. Colin Rolf. Colin Rolf. All right, we're uh, we're calling you out. Um, so yeah, he he did the uh, yeah he did the uh, the Gronk spike there. You're not allowed to do that. That was a penalty and an OC for him. Um, so, but if I actually take a look uh, in Division D, uh, I was really looking at the quarterbacks, the uh, the top five quarterbacks. So it was a little difficult uh, for all the other divisions to do a quarterback comparison because a lot of teams haven't played the same amount of games. I noticed that all the top five quarterbacks have played three games already. So from the top five quarterbacks uh, in Division D, uh, which um, who are you drafting to insert into your team's deep playoff run, Brent? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I, I played in the first FPF Cup with Jean Lucier. Yeah. I, I don't know what he brings to the table. Obviously, everyone knows Marc Andre, great guy, uh, improving as a quarterback, too. Uh, but to answer your question, I'm going to have to go with uh, Michael Holtis? Hiotis. Hiotis, my bad. Hiotis. Yeah. From the Glory Boys, the the Don't Be Dicks team of uh, of winter 2020, (laughs) uh, 2022. Uh, Thankfully, they're back. It looks like they're uh, tempering uh, their their emotions a little better this year. Uh, And and, and, uh, rightfully so. He's he's right now the number one quarterback for TD's throne, at least. So you're going with Hiotis. Um, Look, I took a look at, uh, on Monday night, La Cité de Jeton. I saw Jules Regimbald. 
this guy is probably the best natural thrower of a football uh, in the entire division. And that's a division, of course, with uh, with what's his name this year? Is he still Buccaneer? Because, yeah, yep. he, he's Buc- Buck. No, no, not Jared Buck. Buccaneer on lockdown. Although if the rumors were true, it was very close to being Dolphin. <laughs> it would have been would it have been doll like d-a-u-l i'd come up with something clever yeah doll uh anyways so i'm going with jules Rechenbald for a quarterback that i want to uh take okay. into a deep playoff run this guy threw like a pass from they they started what uh, their their 10 yard line maybe they moved up five yards so 10 yards back from the snap throws a deep ball to the back line of the end zone it it try I, I it looked like a Russell Wilson uh, rainbow ball uh, receiver tiptoes back of the end zone beautiful ball did it maybe a, another time too this guy cannot like is a natural thrower of the football natural quarterback give me this guy to uh, to lead my team to a deep playoff run and so uh, that's a good that's a good point you bring up because I want to ask you I, yeah. ask the both of you actually yeah so obviously having a chance to write for different divisions you see a lot of ball right sometimes yeah. either I'm playing a game or I'm gonna go by to check different games for the divisions or yeah. sometimes just I'm in the area stop by I would say what's yeah. up and I love when I see really good quarterback mechanics yep. I, I played 15 years of tackle and obviously now I want to say 8 to 9 years of flag and when you see the quarterback obviously not throwing out the back foot when you see yep. him setting their feet having a chance to throw squaring up to the throw just releasing the ball and having that beautiful tight spiral. For for me, like I think that's amazing to see. It is. And it's really nice. Especially he's especially in these lower divisions. You don't yeah, see exactly. a lot of, you don't see a lot of quarterbacks going through their progressions. He's he's definitely one of those type of quarterbacks. You can see right away, one, two, three, bang, exactly. hits and hits him and hitting a receiver in stride. And, and he has the athletes. These guys clearly have played. They're they're for real. They are legit. They're two zero and one on the season. Mm-hmm. And the the one tie was against that Tim Tebow. Uh, Tim, we're we're doing this again. I call him Tim Tebow. This happened on calling the audible last week, and I laughed. I laughed at Mo at Mo and Mo, who's the biggest Tim Tebow fan, made the mistake, and I couldn't stop laughing when I heard it. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna call them Team Timbo, but no, I call them Tim Tebow. Look, they tied them eight eight, and I'm like, oh okay, so Tim Horner's struggling at quarterback. No, now I saw Cité Jeton play, and I'm like, oh, this was, of course, we called the U Vultures game in the final, so we go, we know all about the U, of, of course, more than just that one game. Yeah. Uh, but that makes a lot more sense now. I thought it was a game that uh, Tim Horner struggled at quarterback, and that that, that Cité de Jeton being a, a new team, oh, okay, they're they're not that great, and they struggled against uh, against a Tim Horner, not so great quarterback. That's now that I saw them play, that's not what happened. I'm sure this was a very uh, that both teams were were actually struggling on offense, but the defenses were extremely solid and and, and ended up in an eight eight tie. Yeah, I mean, you have to give credit to obviously the defense. I don't know. I'm still of the the, the frame of mind that this is an offensive league. You should yeah. score more than one touchdown, no matter how good the defense you're playing against is. Sure, but for uh, for like the the you or this in this case t- team Timbo, yeah. uh, their defense is really strong. So going Definitely. up against any Division D offense, I'm I'm putting my money on their defense, uh, Timbo's defense that is uh, against many of these Division D offenses. Um, so. For yeah, I, I'm just I, I understand why how, how the game could have been played out as an eight eight tie, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I really like really like what Cité de, de Jeton are uh, are um, uh, are showing out here. Look, they 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 the game I saw was against Peerless Scarred. 
Um, uh, just to touch real quick, uh, do you think Peerless Scarred is a reference to uh, the only thing I think of for Peerless Scarred is Peerless Price of the uh, <laughs> of, of the Atlanta Falcons, the the receiver from like the early two thousands? Do Buffalo you think Bills too? Uh, he played there. Yeah, the Bills, yeah, yeah, 100%. like late in his career or early. I think he started with the Bills before. Okay, so it was yeah. so it was early. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I started watching the NFL when like Peerless Price was already on the okay. Falcons. So okay. so I'm, I'm a little younger. So uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, just a tad. <laughs> but so, so yeah. So so do you think that Peerless scarred? Do you think they're fans of the Atlanta Falcons? have to assume so like why else would you use the word peerless right it's, it's the name of your <laughs> I, team i don't know eagle do you have uh do you have any theories as to why peerless scarred are uh are peerless no i actually have no thoughts on this name over here it's not okay i mean it, it doesn't seem to be clever no on um, uh, scarred i don't know did unless you, there's did a you, reference i'm not getting yeah did you urban dictionary it maybe you can uh do that as well uh, i'll as do that off screen let's put it that way yeah sure yeah so not do it uh, i i got i know the code for that now all right so uh we are moving on to our last division of the night uh we got division e uh, and once again, like Division D, the quarterback story here uh, caught my eye once again. Um, look, Division E is usually uh, a division where you see a it's lot of... It's a cor- reference from Red Rising. Which is... Yeah, I just found it too. I just found it. <laughs> I just found it. Which, give more context to people like me, uh, Red Rising feels like it's like a... It's a fantasy of- novel yeah. slash game. Okay. More novel, I think, where they have characters and everything. And there's comics and uh, science fiction. Okay, so my question then is, who's your biggest fan- fantasy character out of that team? Uh, I like Cassius. He looks chill. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> All right. Cassius it is. Oh, you're showing it on screen. Yeah, my bad. Uh, I've never heard of him in my life. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's no golden. Uh, he's golden. He's like he got a golden shower. Uh, so I'm going with Cassius too. <laughs> wow, <laughs> really? Eh? Yeah, that's All the right. first thing that came to mind. <laughs> yes, yes. Not golden palace. Uh, or no. Throne no. Or angelic. No, no. no. Little, little, little bit of a little bit of showers. A little yes. bit of rainstorms. Yeah. As as uh, right. as I was rained on last week on the the Loyola field on Tuesday night. Uh, so, yeah, so moving to Division E, like I was saying, Division E is uh, usually a division with quarterbacks that uh, high uh, run very often. Uh, and if they're not running, the completion percentage is very low. So what surprised me here, I have five quarterbacks with a completion percentage of 70% or higher. Uh, that's the highest I've, I, I remember seeing in a, in a while. So what can be said about these newer quarterbacks, Brent? Uh, completing such a high number uh, percentage of their passes. Like, wh- what do you think they're doing differently? Uh, of course, some of these quarterbacks, it's not their first time throwing. Uh, so, so I don't know. What, what, what can you attribute to this high percentage, uh, completion percentage here? I, mean, I, I think you can tell us. I mean, you, you're one of those quarterbacks, I, right? I <laughs> <laughs> no, th- thanks for bringing that up. But yeah, I tried to not do it. But yes, I am one of those quarterbacks, sure. Uh, Way to write um, a segment for yourself. No, yeah, exactly. it's, it's about the others. I want to talk about what, what okay, quarterback so, offenses are doing. Okay, so so we're looking at guys like Justin Justin Goodman, Nick Richard, Medrick Lozon. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's a combination of a couple of things. Yeah. Um, I think that FPF is growing, so yeah. we're getting more players who are currently playing in college and playing university who come down to want to play in raw season to stay in shape and just keep up with the game. I think also it's just with that we we get better players, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We're we're on social media, right? We have a YouTube channel. People are tuning in 
Live, even my, yeah. yeah, tuning in live or tuning in even when there's no games being played, when there's a typical offseason in FPF, people are tuning in and seeing what's what. They're, they're going out, they're training. I, I remember my, my first couple of years playing, I'll, I'll make this quick, my first couple yeah. of years playing, I, I came straight from playing at Concordia to playing here at FPF. And I remember saying to myself, you know, like, it's a fun league. I had a couple of friends. Like, Mo's one of them who was like, yeah, you should come out and play here. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, I would never thought that guys would be going to the gym and training for right. an FPF season. Yeah, yeah, I find yeah. myself I've, doing that. I've, like, heard, I, I've, I've, heard, I've that. heard that too from other players, yeah. That's right. Yeah, obviously, you, you want to stay healthy, just going to the gym in general, but but training and getting your body ready for, for a flag season because it is flag, but I mean, there's still a lot of bumping that goes on yep. and some injuries, so on and so forth. So I find it's just the, to answer your question, it's the fact that we're getting more players in. We're getting players who are more dedicated to the game and who really take it serious. And I mean, that's I think that's the reason why we're getting such great quarterback play because... In the past, it would be, like you're saying, in Division E, guys, maybe there's a guy who's really fast. He's just running around over the field yeah. and just chuck the ball up, 50-50 balls every, exactly. se- every second pass. Yeah. Whereas now, you're, you're getting guys who are really putting in that work and guys who are serious about putting in the work, and it's showing right now. Yeah, so, like, a couple things I, I've noticed. There are, like, um, the Praetorian guard, as uh, Pease likes to really pronounce every letter <laughs> in, in that name, uh, Medric Lezon. He's, um, he's, he's a very methodical quarterback, likes driving the field. Uh, what a lot of Division E quarterbacks uh, like to do other than run is chuck a ball, like you said, 50-50 balls. Like, really go deep. FPF, you don't have to go deep. You know, you get a, a three-yard, you know, all hooks. A lot of people come into the league all hooks, and they start at, at doing it at five, seven yards. No, do it at two, three yards. If someone, you know, it's a, it's a four-down league, really. Uh, punting minimal times. There's only a certain number of times you should punt. Gain the two, three yards. Will give you a first down, and by one guy missing a flag, you can turn a two three yard hook into into five seven yards. Exactly. So uh, I think a lot of the a lot of these quarterbacks are now uh, understanding that it's it's a short game uh, and letting your receivers do the work more than necessarily the quarterback's arms. Um, I think other other reasons like that for like Nick Richard, for example, with Vic in a box, he he's he's actually. Uh, uh, a real quarter, uh, uh, mobile quarterback. A real quarterback. A real quarterback. A re- really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We, we, we everybody right, else call, under the call bus. Call the fakes. I'm, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to piece together the right. Everybody words. else, it isn't him. Is garbage. Is what he's saying. <laughs> it's horrible. But, uh, that he's a very mobile quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, he's surrounded himself with a team that has sticky hands. So a lot of his uh, completions now. Uh, look, 50-50 balls, they're like 70-30 balls, but that still won't get your, your completion percentage to 71%. So him too, he's, he's a guy that's probably now take, uh, checking down the ball uh, more often than chucking it up downfield. So uh, I, I like to see the progression on, on someone like him, someone like uh, Matthew Zepeltini uh, or Zepetelli, sorry. Uh, he's, yeah. he's a guy that uh, would never be in the 70% completion range. He was more of the run every second down and uh, complete 50% of your passes type of quarterback so i like in his one game uh completing 74 percent of the passes uh i like his progression as well so there's a couple factors like you said uh but overall i love that uh the 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 quarterback play is improving you know what so i'll bring a name it was talked about last week in the podcast phil cutler yeah i remember again he's been in the league i think just as long as i have maybe a little bit longer and i remember when he first couple years He's one of those quarterbacks. He had a good arm, but he would run around. Every, every second player, yeah. every third play, he would run. Yeah. Try to pick up the first down. Or he Obviously, he does now. Yeah. He's a great quarterback from the pocket. 
he can run to keep the play alive for his yes. receivers. For his receivers. But exactly. Yes. But instead of Clear. running every second play to pick up 10, 12 yards, or sometimes five or four yards, whatever, on yeah. a scramble, yeah. he's just buying time for his receivers to get open, and he's picking teams apart with his yeah. arm and his brain. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so he's, he's, he's rolling out the, the pocket either to open throwing lanes yeah. or to get receivers open because now he's, he's bringing in short defenders. He has people doing a hook and then slide, you know? Exactly. So, exactly. so he's opening up different avenues. So, yes, it's the Phil Cutler effect, even though some of the quarterbacks don't know who he is uh there's, you should, you should there's yeah you should know there's division uh there's championship finals you can view on youtube uh you to uh to see uh that kind of uh development that uh, these these players like nick richard like uh matthew zeppeltini that they can turn into a, a future phil cutler uh, that would be quite the career for the record Dallas has a golden people exactly where this is so you can go to our youtube channel flight plus football don't forget to like and subscribe and you can check all the uploads games of the week archives archives championship games. finals previous podcast look at junior Simo. stuff everything hey uh, scroll up a little bit the winter 2019 simon uh, picture of course simon dagenet uh, do you have any confident uh, pictures that you can show do the i uh, have any confident yeah. pictures the, uh, the so, quarterback who won't run yeah that, that, that's a the, the prototypical pocket <laughs> passer uh, that is simon dagenet it is his wedding this weekend uh eagle what time are you leaving for that when and when and what time uh thursday p.m right now is our goal to jet um we gotta wait for for the significant others to finish their shifts, and then we'll be on right, our way right, right. to uh, Malbay, Quebec. And what does Friday have in store for you? Friday, guys? I have a uh, foursome in the morning, not the fun kind golf. Golf, yeah, that was yeah. I was going <laughs> golf. Uh, any uh, any casino hitting up uh, is what I heard. Maybe? Most likely, but yeah. we will see. Okay, all right. Uh, so one of the last things here for Division E, um, there's a team, Brent, uh, called QB Roulette. They are 2-0, and uh, and they're going with a quarterback rotation system. So it looks like every game, according to uh, Kenny Boutelier, they're going with two quarterbacks Kenny. every every game. Uh, so one in the first half, one in the second <laughs> half type of thing? Type of thing, yeah, exactly. So, uh, look, they're 2-0. and Brent, is that a system in FPF that can actually work? Okay, so, so let me tell you, Kenny's my boy, Zach yeah. as well. I, yeah. I, I got an invite to play on this team by, by Kenny. Um, <laughs> yeah. He actually asked me if I wanted to throw, which I was like, hey, <laughs> you, why not? you would have been one of five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, in, in my dreams, I like to think of myself as a quarterback, but um, so far it works. I don't think it has much long-term success because, I mean, you're going to play better defenses and defenses will adjust to what you're doing, right? whether it's two, three, or just one quarterback. Um, but right now, I mean, listen, it, it's in Division E. This is a division where you would like to try something like that, right? Sure. I mean, I, yeah. I've, I've played against teams in Division C and D who have tried that. And oh, really? It has, over there, it hasn't yeah, really that, worked. that doesn't work <laughs> but in I mean, the higher division. Yeah, yeah, what I said, right? So maybe this is something in, in a division like Division E will it, where it will work. I mean, obviously, they would like Evan, Eli, Nola to be the quarterback. He, he's just Probably ranked too a little high. bit too high. Well, that's yeah. exactly it. He's ranked a little too high. But he has the knowledge of playing in a lot of games that can help all the other quarterbacks on that roster. So, yeah, maybe it might work i'm gonna play devil's advocate on this one yeah. something we've talked about is obviously a team has an identity for your offense and your defense right um most of the time on offense that's defined either by your quarterback or by a star receiver right so in this case the quarterbacks would probably have different styles right more like check down more you know Deep layers yeah. like you know more one-on-ones the whole thing depending on how you want to play your game yeah we talk about when you start getting to a point where teams start to know each other, yep. 
that you actually want to have different playbooks for different points in the game because once the defense starts to adapt to your style, you want to bring out a different style. So if you think about it, if you're playing the first half, playing style number one, and they get to halftime, and everyone goes, okay, guys, we're going to make these adjustments. And then another quarterback comes out, and they play an entirely different style. Yeah. You have You're to behind. learn it and adjust for it on in the, the middle fly. of the second half on the, on the fly. fly. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I can see this actually being kind of interesting. The only problem I would imagine is that it's not going to have as much chemistry between yeah. quarterbacks and receivers because you're just not getting the reps. Uh, yeah. But it could potentially be a thing. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm worried about the chemistry on on something like that. I think there was a team in the winter and also in Division Six that did this, and it didn't really work out. In the end, they started leaning towards one more guy, and maybe that's what they do. Maybe the maybe the first three or four or half half of the season is the testing trial period, and then games six through ten are the ones where they've you know they've nailed it down to maybe one maybe two guys. Uh, then, then I see it maybe uh, being a successful uh, strategy. I think the one way it would be successful for these guys, I mean, you ignore that 2-0 record, is the fact that guys like Kenny and Evan, yeah. uh, there's fuck on the team as well. Zach, a lot of those guys have a lot of FPF experience. Yep. So that, I think well, that's going to be the one key that if it is they're, successful, yeah. will be, they're be saving grace. Yeah, yeah for, exactly. for, for sure. All right, Eagle, it is now time for... Wait, 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 no, wait, wait, wait. No. we're not What's that wheel? Yet. I heard a wheel in my yeah, ears. Yeah, what too, what the hell oh, is that? This is, this is oh, where yeah. production value oh, comes yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? Yeah. And we so talked about we've been this, talking yeah. about the concept of a QB roulette. Uh-huh. So what I'm doing, and if you can buy me maybe 30 seconds of yeah. time, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to have an actual QB roulette okay. to I select like who the quarterbacks are going to be for their next game. Yeah, and you nice. mentioned they have two quarterbacks, so we're going to yes. spin it twice. So one's going to okay. get the first half, nice. and one's going to get the second oh, half. I love here. that. I love it. You guys yeah. like this? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's real good here as uh, Eagle producer on the fly. I, 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 we heard this little like. I'm like, is he gambling? Like as we're doing the show here, like, all right, here we go. We got Kenny Boutillier. We got Zach Alberts, Gill. We got Sebastian Lamy, and we have Vincent. It's upside down, bros. Barcelona. Barcelona. So, so here we go with our first half quarterback for QB Roulette is. I gotta unmute this. That guy from Rogers. First half goes. Yeah, stop. Can it stop? Hey, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. You are week three's first half starter. There's a nice clapping there. Let's uh, close that and choose our second. Uh, can he? Can you remove him now, or is he? Oh no, he could be. The I could remove him, but he could do both. Yeah, halves. he could do both. Maybe right. maybe they get their game straight and they pick one. Yeah, right? exactly. All right. So uh, as we spin the wheel a second time, our uh, the QB roulette uh, second half quarterback will be. It'll be Vincent Barcelo. So, uh, so the true to their name, they're, uh, this is your week three uh, starting quarterbacks. So uh, if you're the, uh, the team playing against um, QB Roulette, you now have a leg up even on them because they don't know about it. Eagle, it's now I mean, time. It's, it's yeah, not necessarily yeah. like gospel. They can do what they want. It's just no, 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 no. That's they our ha- recommendation. 
Yeah, sure, it's a recommendation, but it's also a rule now. We're implementing yeah. it. Also, if you don't have those quarterbacks, we're never going to talk about your team ever again. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so you better do it. <laughs> you so basically don't have a choice. It's now time for... Games of the Week! Alright, Eagle, where, where are we starting here? Uh, we're going to start in the same order we did this show in. So we're going to start with the women's division, if I can get this going. There we go. And let me get it on the screen for you. So we're going to go into week three for the women's division. We have yeah. Red Nation versus Strangers. Brent, you want to go first? Uh, I'm going to say again, this is going to be crucial for the Strangers. I'm going to pick the Strangers in this game. Okay. I'm going Red Nation. Okay. All right. And our other game is going to be Le Petit versus Villa. Also good. I like that one. It's going to be good, man. Uh, obviously, Villa undefeated, but the team yet, again, putting up 57 points in week one. I'm going to go with them. Yeah? They need to rebound. Petit, they need to rebound. Petit I'm going Villa with that strong defense. Uh, yeah, give me Villa. All right, we're going to go co-ed one into week three. Fast, not furious, les petits fuck. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say fast, not furious. Yeah, give me I'll fast, like not furious yeah. in this one. All right, and then in a double header for Les Petits Fuck, they face off against Kiss My Outlaws. Kiss My Outlaws. Yeah, I'm going yeah, Kiss My Outlaws, too. Yeah. They rebound after a loss this week. Yeah. All right, next. Easy Fun versus the Justice League. Ooh. I'm going to say Justice League in the upset. Yeah, it's an, it's an upset, but I'm going Easy Fun. So uh, give me the favorite. And then Easy Fun technically has a pseudo double header. It's the next day Monday versus yeah. Fit Squad. Oof. Uh, I'm going to say Easy Fun. Yeah, Easy Fun uh, going 2-0 and in week three. All right. We got Coed 2. Sneaky Snakes versus Iced Out. Ooh, wow. Uh, give me Sneaky Snakes. Yeah. That one. Double, double, uh, double sneak. All right. Three Hunters, Blue Wave. Three Hunters. Yeah, three Hunters. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're strong. All right. Les Princesses, Sneaky Snakes. Technically a double header for Sneaky Snakes with an hour in between. Oof. I'm going to say Sneaky Snakes. We're going to go 2-0 no, on the weekend. I'm going to... No, give me uh, Le Princess. Make Arsenal's uh, real athlete out there. All right. Iced Out, Kiss My End Zone. Iced Out, playing back-to-back days. You know, why not Iced Out? Ooh, I'm telling you upset. You're why going not? Iced Out. Yeah, why not? Oh, why I can't not? pick it because I play on Kiss My End Zone, so... <laughs> All right. And then Kiss My End Zone on a doubleheader versus Gorillas. Yeah. Kiss My End Zone. I think okay. you guys got that, yeah. All right. Doubleheader for me. All right. And then immediately after that, Gorilla is in a doubleheader versus Sneaky Snakes in a triple game. Two games on Sunday, one game on Monday. Oh, damn. It's a bit of a marathon there. I made the schedule. <laughs> it's, it's the uh, Monday uh, St. Michel. Yeah, I know, I know. Game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sneaky Snakes. Yeah, give me Sneaky Snakes to uh, go two and one. Okay, we're going to go Division A, the Apocalypse All-Stars. I like this one. I like this one. I like this one. All-Stars in a yeah. close one. Yeah, give me All-Stars as well. And then All-Stars playing the next day, Party Crashers. Party Crashers. Yeah. Uh, party Crashers, uh, uh, give, me, give me the offense. Give me the points. Give me Party Crashers. This is a proof of game for the Party Crashers. If they can knock off the All-Stars after beating the Braves, yep. you got to like your chances. Yep. All right. KGP, Mo Cons, Mo Problems. I'm going to say KGP. KGP, I think on paper is actually the better team, and they're the deeper team too. Uh, no, say. give me, give me Mo Com, Mo Problems. 
Alright, and a double header. Mokan, Mo Problems. Take on Braves. Brave. This is it. Braves, can they go? This is it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, this is it, man. They have to win this game. They're going to make the playoffs, whatever. They have to win this game, though. I think this proof. They played down Lazare a number of times. Yeah. They, they have his number. I'm going to pick the Braves. Yeah. I can't believe I'm picking I'm picking the Braves to go one and four. I'm picking in this oh. game Mo Con Mo Problems. All right, all right. Oh man. I, that's <laughs> unheard of. Alright, Division C. We're gonna start finishing up our week two games. Junkyard Dogs, B? Silent Ticklers. Uh I'm am I stupid? Is this <laughs> you, Yes, this you, is B. Yeah, this is B. That's B. Yeah. Yeah. That's B. Our week two games, Junkyard Dogs, Silent Ticklers. Go with JYD. Give me silent ticklers with a small upset. All right, BYOB, touch it, catch it. It's going to be a good game. You know what? I want to say touch it, catch it. They're waiting to play, I believe, their first game of the year. That's their first game of the year. It's super late, but give me touch it, catch it as well. All right, and then BYOB in a double header with an hour in between versus Mangoose. BYOB. Yeah, that's BYOB. Sorry, Mangoose. All right, week three then. Thor's Hammer, BYOB. Thor's Hammer. I like Thor's hammer in that yeah, one. Yeah, me too. Thor's yeah, hammer. give me Jeff. All right. <laughs> touch it, catch Thor. it. Junkyard dogs. Hmm. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. You know what? Touch it, catch it in the upset. Give me Junkyard dogs after getting uh, upset in their earlier game. Yeah. All right. And then two Tuesday games, Junkyard dogs, B-Raves. Oh, wow. Uh... B-Raves by a nose. Yeah, B-Raves. Give me Junkyard Dogs. And Touch It, Catch It, Mangoose. I'm going Touch It, Catch It here. You know what? For a little, a little bit of a difference, Mangoose. Okay. Why not? You got to win one. That's my field. I'm watching that game. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll cover the other Thursday games yeah. next week. Let's yep. go. Division C, finish up week two. Ravens, one step closer. One step closer. No, give me Ravens. Yeah. Big bodies. Yeah, bigger okay, bodies. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Beer Belly Brigade, The Commission. Okay, I can't touch that game. <laughs> I can't touch that, man. I, I, I wanted to ask you about how you felt about Beer Belly. It's a good yeah. team. Good give team. me Beer Belly in a close game. Okay, all right. Close all right. game, though. Close game. I pick against you. You pick against me. <laughs> exactly. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Les Montagnards, ESU Timberwolves. Uh, I'm going Montagnard here. You know what? Yeah, me too. <laughs> Okay. Me too, yeah. The Stoics, Tough Lungs. I like Chris Rivier, man. You know what? The Stoics. Yeah, the Stoics they, in that one. they beat Air Force One this past yeah. week. Give me Stoics. All right. One step closer, Top Season. Top Season. Top Season, yeah. All right. We start week three. Tough Lungs, Ravens. Oof. No, I like Ravens in this one. I want to say Tough Lungs. Okay. I want to say Tough Lungs. Okay. The Commission, ESU, Timberwolves. No comment? Yeah, you can't pick it. I'll go uh, Commission here. And then ESU, Timberwolves, Vultures. Oof, Vultures. Vultures. And Air Force One, the Commission. Oh, that's good. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Give me uh, Air Force One, though. And again, in the nail-biter, last-minute touchdown. All right. The Infantry, the Stoics. It depends. I mean, if they have Jalen or not. Uh, You know what? Stoics. I'll go infantry. All right. Tough lungs, top season. Top season. Yeah, top season, yeah. All right. Blitz buds, easy W. Easy W. You know what? Honestly, the upset, blitz buds. Los penetradores que penetran versus top season. (laughs) Top season. (laughs) Top season. 
Uh, and then we get into our Thursday game, so we're not going to talk about those yep. ones. Let's go into Division D. Uh, finishing week two, V-Town, Kiss My Vulture. Ooh, should be a good one. Uh, Kiss My Vulture. I can't pick it. I play on Kiss My yeah. Vulture. All right. Roll with you. Mad Dogs, Trap Stars. Give me Trap Stars. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, Trap Stars, yeah. Save the Turf Tools, Primetime. Uh, give me Save the Turf Tools on this one. Give me Primetime. Mighty Six, Fourth and Schlong. I'll go Mighty Six here. I'm going to go Fourth and Schlong. All right. Big Dracos, former All-Stars. I'll go former All-Stars with this one. You know what? Big Dracos. Kiss My Vulture, Blue Dreamers. That one's going to be good. I can't pick it, though. Uh, I'm going to say Blue Dreamers. Yeah, they're good. And Threat Level Midnight Replacements. Give me TLM. Yeah, I mean, you kind of give Michael Scar. Although this was the Thursday games, we shouldn't have done. Yeah. Oh, no, no, this is week two. That's Thursday. week two. That's week yeah. two. Uh, replacements. Why not? All right, week three now. Big Dracos, Glory Boys. Give me Glory Boys. Yeah, Glory Boys. Lockdown Killer Rays. Uh, this is going to be good. Killer, I'm going to go cl Killer Rays. You're going Killer Rays? I'm yeah. going Lockdown. Okay. Former All-Stars, replacements. I'll take the replacements in this one. Mm, former All-Stars. Okay. Killer Rays, save the Turtles. Save the Turtles. I'll go Killer Rays with this one. Bandits, Big Dracos. I'll go Bandits. Yeah, same here, Bandits. Santor, Kiss My Vulture. How many games am I playing? Jesus, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kiss My Vultures. Uh, V-Town, Blue Dreamers. Uh, Blue Dreamers on that one. Yeah, Blue Dreamers. Blue Dreamers. Save the Turtles, Selwyn Old Boys. Save... Yeah, you know what? Why not? Someone, someone okay. old, old okay. boys, someone old boys, old yeah. boys. Yeah. yeah, QB's good. QB's good. Okay, Santal to lockdown. Give me lockdown. Lockdown. Late Undertakers. Uh, give me Marc Andre Desalnier. That's the Undertakers. Yeah, Undertakers. Yeah. Trap Stars. Team Timbo. Oh, Team Timbo. Yeah, Team Timbo. Team Timbo. Timbo. Tim. Tim. Tim Timbo. Team Timbo. Team Timbo. Trap Stars, La Cité des Jetons. Man, Cité des Jetons are yeah, too good, man. Jetons, They're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, honestly. That's my pick. Uh, Fell One Old Boys, Dirty Dogs. Give me uh, Dirty, Dirty Dogs. Dirty Dogs. That's the Charles Vero team. Uh, Mighty Six, Ghosts. Huh? Uh, that's that's going to be good. I'm going to say Mighty Six. I'm going to go Ghosts. All right, Division E. We're almost there, boys. God. Brewers, Magnetos. So many. Oh, man. Jeez. I'll go Magnetos with that one. Yeah, same. TB Elite, the Penetrators. Penetrators. TB Elite, TB Elite in the upset. TB Elite. Okay. All right. Sizzle, Big Fat Bats. The Big. Sizzle. Fat. Bats. Sizzle. Vic in a Box, Wind Diesel. Ah, Vic in a Box. Vic in a Box, yeah. Les Petit Carottes, the Praetorian Ooh. Guard. This one's going to be good. Both teams are real good. Uh, give me Praetorian in a 34-33 win. Oh, I want to go the opposite. I'm going to go Les Petit Carottes. Yeah, they're good. All right. The Penetrators, Scranton Stranglers. It's <laughs> a great name. <laughs> <laughs> That's my it's my team. Oh nice, okay, yeah. nice, alright, alright, all right. I can't pick it. One of those grand stranglers. Alright, TB Elite, Black Label. Oh, Black Label's good. Good Ooh, quarterback. Yeah, Black Label, Black Label. Praetorian Guard, Sulefes. Yeah, Praetorian Guard. Yeah. Yeah, same. Alright. Wind Diesel, Cavalier du Rohan. That'll be interesting. Win but Wind Diesel. 
Cavalier Zoro and have a bit more experience. Give me that. And then Wind Diesel Sulefes. Oh, that's gonna be close. Give me Wind Diesel in a one point victory. Oh no, the opposite Sulefes. Okay, big fat bats, QB roulette. No, give me. We know big who the fat. quarterbacks are gonna be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give me big fat bats though. QB roulette, let the good times roll. <laughs> nice. All right, nice. Black Label, Minky FT. Ah. Give me black label though, man. The quarterback play there is real top notch. I'm gonna say yeah, especially because of the defense. Yeah, black label. All right, Sizzle Mountain Goats. Mountain Goats. Yeah, Mountain Goats in a close one. And we're done, guys. What's Ooh. your What's your game of the week across all the divisions? Which is the one that really stood out for you? Uh, there was, I think it was Praetorian Guard versus uh, Pizzicata, that one. Thursday, 10 o'clock at Brossard <laughs> is the one you want to turn out for. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, it is tomorrow. Yeah. That is tomorrow. My God, time flies. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. That does it. That does it for week uh, week two, episode two of Calling the Audible. Uh, I am not Pease Delariz. I am Iggy Magnet signing off here with Brent Bodkin, signing off with Eagle at Master Control. You have a little uh, sound bite for us? Anything? Do you know how to do the wrap up? No. Well, you I, have I, to say magic words, please. No. Oh, for you? You who? Then you say some magic words, please. From all of us here at the Weekly Extra Point Live, Brent. It's great. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to fill in for Mo for Peas. Yeah. Hanging with you guys. Yeah, it was fun. Ball. No, that was, that was yeah. Good fuck. Times. We we love talking football. I know 100%. for those who love uh, listening to us talk about football. Um, I'm, I'm sure you guys love talking about it too. So uh, to all our fans out there, uh, we're gonna wave this one down. It's the end of the game. It's uh, Wednesday night. Stanley Cup night. Mokon's uh, calling the auto, uh, not calling the audible. He's calling the, <laughs> calling the alliance. alliance. <laughs> calling the alliance. Speaking of which, good night Montreal Alliance. They lost that game. <laughs> good night. Good night, Mo. It was Mo's fault. Mo,